This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. This is the Decibel Geek Podcast with Chris Sinzak and Aaron Camaro. All right, it's that scary time of year once again. The air starts getting cooler and the leaves start to change and it gets to be the end of October and it's just a little bit spookier around here. This is the Decibel Geek Podcast. Happy Halloween. My name is Aaron Camaro, joined as always by my terrifying friend, Chris Sinzak. I think I look better than that. I'm not that terrifying. Terrifying. In the mornings I am before, <laughs> before I've had my coffee. How's it going? It's going good. We we decided to do something different this year, you know, because we, we always do like Shock Rocktober yeah. or, you know, scary songs from or scary songs from scary movies and yep. stuff like that. So this year it just kind of fell into place and uh it's cool because I met this dude at work named Casey, and he wanted to start a podcast. So we started talking about, you know, you know, what kind of podcast you're going to do. And he says, I was thinking about doing a podcast on conspiracies. And I said, oh, yeah, I love that stuff. And so we started talking about Decibel Geek a little bit, and I got to know Casey, and he seemed like a really cool dude. So I thought, how cool it would be to have Casey on the Decibel Geek podcast for our awesome Halloween episode to talk about our favorite rock and roll conspiracies. And we did. And we did it. And it was fun. So that's what you're going to get to hear today. Yeah. But before we get into all that action, man, we've got an awesome iTunes review right here. It's five stars. It goes a little something like this. I know what you want. You want what I got. And that's a five-star review. This is a great podcast. I love the album's Unleashed features, the multitude of Vinnie Vincent shows, and the annual Kissmas in July specials. This show has turned me on to some bands that I didn't know much about, specifically Tora Tora and Roxy Blue, which I had only read about before. I can't recommend this podcast enough. That comes to us from Chaos DP. Nice. It's five stars. That's beautiful. Happy we can help. Thank yeah, you so much. That's very cool. You know, that makes us feel like we're doing our jobs. We're making a difference. We're turning people on to Tora Tora, man. That's what it's all yep. about. Yeah, definitely. Like, that's who we were before we even started this show. Just two guys mm. out in the world, didn't even know each other, just out there turning on people to Tora Tora by ourselves. Together, we unite our powers, and now we're turning the world on to bands like Tora Tora and Roxy Blue. Does that mean we can call ourselves the Tora Twins? We are totally the Tora <laughs> Twins. Oh, yeah. We've got superpowers. 
Tora Twins Unite. All right. Love it. So, yeah, thank you so much. And uh, please keep those iTunes reviews coming so I don't have to get tissues for Aaron to cry into. We're, we've been on a hell of a roll. We have. Know, between the Facebook reviews yeah, and the iTunes reviews. Too. You know, do them up. We love them all. Yeah. Especially ones written up like that. That's just kick ass. Yeah. Thanks so much for that. And then our other favorite people, the Geeks of the Week. These are the people that shared on Facebook, retweeted on Twitter. Last week, six songs Toddzilla thinks you should yeah, hear. Yeah. How cool was that, man? More great stories. He just, he's the gift that keeps on giving every yeah, time we is. have him on. So yeah, we I, love Toddzilla. Anytime I think he's tapped out on stories, he'll come up with like five other ones that just crack us up. And, yeah. And, yeah. and turned us on to some awesome music. I've been on a Mother's Finest kick for the yeah. last week. Nice. Yeah. I even texted him. I was like, I think I'm in love with Mother's Finest now. So uh, That's and, what it's all about. And, uh, and rediscovering Mother Station, who I meet. Yeah. That's also cool. One of those things where like, you know, it was years before I ever met Todd and to know we were both at that same concert, you know, here in Nashville, the Gibson 100th anniversary show. Just yeah, you must wild. not have seen him that night, because if you had, you surely would have remembered him. Yeah, I would have noticed that <laughs> hair. <laughs> Although I think in the early 90s, there were a lot of people with that, with that, that much hair. Yeah, but, uh, maybe. Yeah. Pretty uh, pretty fun episode. Yeah, and, that Mother and, Station, man, that's something else. I'd never heard that before, and I went back yeah, and checked great. out more of it. Very cool. Yeah, and... Uh, don't that's, worry. That's Todd, why we do those shows. Todd, we will find a way for Todd to come back on. Six, oh, totally. We'll do six more songs. Todd's all done. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So uh, the people, the Geeks of the Week this week are Joy Vancieri, Mark Alden Taylor, the Freeform Rock Podcast, Matt Ashcraft, Kevin Williams, Sit and Spin with Joe, Joe Royland, Rock and Ron Runyon, Mike Grabowski, Joshua Toomey from Talk Toomey Podcast, Brant Cattell, Sonny Pooney, Growing Up Rock Podcast, Brian Knapp, Brent Tibbetts. Greg McGlone, Wayne Cross, Steve Wright, Todd Cunningham, Andrew Jacobs, Otto Erlen Gregerson, Shane Abair, Sean Cullen, Mikhail Burrell, Todd Zilla shared it, Martin Wenham, JJMC, Blame Your Brother, Derek Novak, Militos Corrido, Daniel Chapu, Christopher Stokes, Digital Kill the Radio Star, David Glenn, and of course, the Mooger Fooger. Heck yeah, those are our people. We love you so much for getting out there and helping us spread the word about rock and roll. We together are turning on the world to Torah Torah. Yes. And more. That's our mission in life. You should be proud of yourselves. We're proud of you. All right. So we ready to talk about some crazy stuff in the rock and roll yeah, this is realm? Gonna, this is going to be pretty fun, pretty cool, off the cuff, hanging out with our good buddy Casey. I named him Casey Conspiracy. He's got his own name? Now. I don't know if he's going to go with that, but we're going to go ahead and call him Casey Conspiracy for tonight. But uh, yeah, enjoy this. Happy Halloween, everybody. Here's some rock and roll conspiracy theory talk. Yeah, um, you know, first, I guess, I, I mean, I can get... You got a lot of sheets of paper there. Nice. Yeah. This is going to um, be fun. If you, if you want, let's see. I can kind of give, just start out, the definition of a conspiracy. Yeah, that's yeah let's do that. Start. Um, so, basically, technically, conspiracy is a secret plan by a person or group to do something unlawful or harmful. Okay. So, but I mean, you know, it's not always breaking the law. A lot of people are, sometimes it's not even harmful, actually. They're just doing it for personal gain. Right. Monetary gain, maybe. Yeah. It's more like mysteries, you know, or just mysterious things. Right. Like you're not getting the whole story. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And, And, you know, the thing about conspiracies is, you know, if you answer every question it's no longer a conspiracy right that's kind of the cool thing about it so you know 
Um, you know, you can answer all nine, but that tenth question is kind of unanswered. That's mm-hmm. what makes it kind of, you know, live on. Right. Um, but yeah, um, this being a, a rock show, you know, I'm a music lover. That's how we got to talking right. about music. And uh, I grew up, like we were just talking about a few minutes ago, I'm an 80s kid, teenager, you know, in the 90s, grunge movement was pretty big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, conspiracies in rock, man, you know. But um, one I, I found interesting was... Um, I guess it relates to all music and it affects all musicians is the parental advisory label. Okay. Right. I know y'all, y'all know what it is. Sure, Pretty sure. much everybody knows what yes. it is. Yeah. Um, is it was actually um, started, you know, Tipper Gore, mm-hmm. who was Al Gore's former vice president's wife. Right. She was part of this group. They started, it was founded in 1985. Right. Um, the group was called Parents Music Resource Center, PMRC for short. Right. So, basically, yeah, 1985, I guess they decided to come up with this parental advisory label to um, basically anything that they considered too sexual or too violent. Um, you know, they'd slap that sticker. I guess they kind of trying to protect their children. Let parents know, hey, you know, this is a you know, mm-hmm. pretty strong questionable stuff. material. Yeah, yeah, but you know, of course, um, the the whole where the conspiracy comes in is that it actually boosted sales. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. it's like free advertisement. Well, yeah, yeah, you knew where you know what which albums to look for in the right. store when you exactly. were exactly as yeah. a kid. If it yeah. didn't have that label on there, you, yeah, it was you lame. Probably it was lame. <laughs> exactly, you were going to buy it. Yeah, that's right. And uh, even like uh, the movie White Man Can't Jump, Woody Harrelson wears that parental advisory right. T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. So, so it really became like a big pop culture. It thing. was a badge you know? of honor. It made it cool. It, yeah, it, exactly. Might, have, might as well have had a sticker on there that says, "This is really, really cool, and you're going to love it." <laughs> it might have, exactly. Yes, might as well. Yeah, your parents are going to hate this. But right. uh, yeah. <laughs> before before they came out with it, there was a list. Uh, there was 15 the filthy 15. rock uh, or, or pop songs or groups that were on there at first. Right. And just to go down the list, Prince yeah. was on it. Uh, Madonna, Motley Crue, of oh. course, Black Sabbath, mm. yep. Def Leppard, Cyndi Lauper, mm. which... I, I mean, I'm not a, a huge Cindy Lauper fan, I, but I, I guess she had. She some, had the song "She Bop." She Bop. That's about, right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's about mas- masturbation. Yeah. Oh, so that's probably why. Yeah. Okay. One of our friends wrote that song. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Right where you're sitting. <laughs> Very Gary popular. Was at. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. keyboard parts at the beginning. That was all him. That's him. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. He's like one of our most popular guys. Right here. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. <laughs> no, only in Nashville. <laughs> I guess. Right. <laughs> only in the Decibel Geek Studio. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was all a conspiracy um, to get you here to tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Conspiracy number one. Ah, we saw. <laughs> but uh twisted sister yeah. uh yeah so you know they they just kind of just started targeting people whatever whatever they felt because I, I don't think there was like at first any like guidebook to go by i think it was right. just whatever they felt their opinion mm-hmm. yeah opinion opinion of what was going too far um 
But uh, D. Snyder and Frank Zappa actually was involved mm-hmm. in a lot of legal wars for years, yeah. you know, over it. Um, you know, Frank Zappa, well, the, a pretty cool guy. The funniest part of the Frank, the Frank Zappa part of the whole thing, he's on the list. The song that they put on the list is an instrumental. It doesn't even have words. There's no words on it. Really? Yeah. Uh, it's just like they were like they. Somebody said, "Well, I hmm. heard Frank Zappa's filthy, so let's put him on the list." Yeah. Wow. And uh, <laughs> D. Schneider. I mean, he went and made statements down there in front of what Congress? Yeah. And you know, for being a crazy-looking, long-haired '80s, he handled rock himself dude, pretty good. He came off so smart yeah, and yeah. so well-spoken, and the things he said were hard to argue against. But I think they felt like they had it in the bag when he come walking in there. But then he gets in front of the microphone. He's eloquent, you know, and, and speaks well. And he, he was awesome. Right. Yeah, he, he's a smart guy. Yeah. You know, and, mm-hmm. and a lot of people in rock um, are smart. Like uh, Rage Against the Machine, their, their front man. I think he went to Harvard or one of the Ivy Oh, the guitar schools. player did. He went to Harvard. Or was it the guitar yeah. player? Yeah, he's got a law degree, Tom yeah. Morello. There you go. Yeah. I mean, um, a lot of people... You know, judge people if you know if you're in a rock band, you're you stoned all the time, yeah, right? right? But yeah, there's a lot of educated, smart people in the industry, indeed. And uh, but they were probably better to leave it alone because again, it boosted sales, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, but yeah, so it, it went through a, a few design changes, the, the label itself, and in 1994, it, it finally they settled on what it looks like mm-hmm. now. Um, but Mark Weinstein, co-founder of Amoeba Music, actually said and admitted that it failed and backfired. You know, totally, it actually yeah. increased sales. So yeah, because that was like the glory days of album sales too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just boosted sales. Well, on that really whole up. '80s hairband movement, I mean, it was a big part of boosting that movement because a lot of their targets were bands like Wasp and, and Kiss and stuff like that. Yeah. And Sab- oh, well, although Sabbath was happy to get any publicity at that point because they were in a definite transitional phase. But it was, I don't know, Like I think I've heard Nikki Six say in an interview, he was like, oh, this is the greatest thing that could have happened. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, right. Like, right. <laughs> yeah, please put that sticker on our, on our album. We'd yeah, love it. Yeah, because it's not required is the thing. No. Yeah, they don't have to put it on. So if you don't have to put it on and you're yeah. still putting it on, that's kind of yeah. Says well, it. That says at the very beginning, then the record companies were like, "Oh yeah, 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 totally." Because no, no one in any kind of business, but especially yeah. this business or the rock business, is going to put, you know, do something that's going to hurt sales. You know, right? Uh, if you're not required to do it, why would yeah, you do because it? Because <laughs> you yeah, know, because if they thought for a second that it was going to actually hurt them. Mm-hmm. They would have fought back so oh, yeah. hard that it would yeah. probably never win anywhere. Right. I think they just had a good laugh. They were smart enough it. to go, hmm, you know, it's actually well, going to help. If wow. you, so. And if you want to get into a rating system, not really conspiracy, but if you want to look into some scandalous stuff with a rating system, it's not music related, but the MPAA who does the movie ratings, that board, there's a film, there's a movie called This Film Is Not Yet Rated. And Okay. That's worth your time because some scandalous shit goes on with that, with how your movies get get uh, rated, oh, yeah. whatever they're rated. Yeah. Huh. There's a whole political structure behind it. Yeah, it's... Yeah, R, P, G, P, G. Yeah, there's a lot of hypocrisy, too. It's just really? watch the... It's a... Not that we're a film show, but it's... I highly recommend it. Hmm. And again, it's called... This film is not yet rated. This film is not yet rated. Yeah. Okay. 
But cool. yeah, somebody should do a PMRC documentary. I think it would be yeah. an interesting documentary to, to do. I, I thought it was cool because Tipper, Tipper Gore, I mean, it's like local ties they hear, you right. know. Sure. Well, yeah, I mean, it's uh, kind of hard to yeah. believe that some woman from middle Tennessee here, especially back then, you know, yeah. had that much influence. Well, I think oh, you know, being the wife of, uh, you know, a top, what is he, governor? Yeah, uh, well, he was a, and his dad no, was, was a, a senator. He was a senator, Al Gore, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I think it's it was all wives of politicians. I think it was more right. of, yeah, was honey, I want to feel important. Can right. I start a committee? Sure, exactly. honey, here you go. Yeah, I, I think that's, and then yeah. Gonna, well, what are we going to what are we going to make a committee on girls, you know? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I heard this wasp album the other day that little Johnny was playing and it said some horrible things, you know, and yeah. then it just kind of maybe blossomed from I'm there. Sure I just sounded but, really misogynistic you know, with what I just c- said. Considering Sorry like everything backfired, <laughs> you know, you really got to ask like is the people running our country really that dumb or was it an ulterior motive? Or agenda behind. I do think. It, you know? I I honestly think Tipper Gore probably was horrified at what she because I think the story was she heard. It's funny because it echoes. It mirrors my life because just like Tipper Gore, my mom heard me listening to "Darling Nikki" by Prince from the Purple Rain. Mm, I remember that with the yeah. whole line of masturbating with a magazine. Magazine. Yep. I met her in a hotel lobby, masturbating with the magazine. She said, how'd you like to waste some time? And I could not resist when I saw little Nikki Grimes. Yeah, my mom, of course, happens to walk right by when that, that line's playing. <laughs> my buddy down the street had loaned me the cassette tape. So I got marched to the to that house, and I had to oh, hand the tape to wow. not my buddy, but his mom, and and tell her what the, what it was on the uh, the tape. But yeah, but wow. it, I believe Tipper Core was horrified by hearing her kid listening to that song. So I think it did come from a real place, but okay. then it was more like, ladies, let's get together and do something, you know. But it but it, it, it doesn't yeah. censorship rarely works. Well, you know, the Rolling Stone did an interview with Tipper Gore. 30 years after the PLA was created. Uh And she actually said in the Rolling Stone interview that um, she commends companies or record labels that still use it. And this is after. Okay, so she still has. She still doesn't understand. Right. Just don't want to admit it, I think, at that point. Yeah, it was a great idea. And I'm glad we did it. And, and, you know, like I said, Mark Weinstein, co-founder of Amoeba Music Guy, you know, mm. says, hey, you know, it, it actually boosted sales and yeah. she's commending people for doing it. So so it's just, it, it's odd. You know, a yeah. lot of things don't add up with it. But I blame climate change. You know, climate change. <laughs> fact, I bet her husband would like yeah, that, right? All the hairspray, you know, uh, ozone layer. Yeah. I just connected the dots for you, you right know, there. That's, that's why I targeted D. Schneider so bad. Yeah, this Al Gore almost to the Al ozone. Gore hates Twisted Sister. That's what it all boils down to. I'll, we ought to get him some like uh, Twisted Sister reunion tickets or something next time they're in town. But yeah. Um, I mean, you just, I, I don't know, I guess... Well, that's a decent one to start with. The conspiracy angle on that is, if it, if it produced the opposite effect 30 years later, and even then, why are they so supportive right. of, of it? Because, like, 
if I or you guys did something, you know, and it backfired, I know I'm the kind of person that would say, hey, <laughs> a stupid mistake, you right, know. Yeah. And actually, if she would, you know, was serious, you know, she would be trying to almost like get it off. I think. Right. But again, Woody Harrelson, you know, wore it in White Men Can't Jump, and yeah. it became a big like pop culture thing. Oh, totally. Um. So yeah. Okay. Anyway. All right. So what's your next one? That's good. Uh. Now we'll move on to the metal conspiracies. Okay. Right. on the cover of their debut album a real witch that that's the conspiracy okay yeah i know the album cover for sure do you yeah okay um i wish i would have written more down about it i I didn't know how much i was going to get to talk tonight yeah but um yeah anyone who wants to google or if they have it at home can look on there to me it looks like almost kind of like ozzy though um, I think it's definitely a woman. It, yeah, it's hard I've to... I've never heard that it could have actually been an actual witch. Yeah. Which, that would be pretty awesome. Well, the they Black were, uh, you know, Black Sabbath and Ozzy, they're from England, right? right? Yeah. And that whole, like, witch thing or, I mean... Uh, like Stonehenge kind of people? Yeah, they're more... Uh, just I think in the eastern part of the world in general, I think people are more open to that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Did you ever hear that story about Black Sabbath? That it's a real witch on the cover um, on their debut album. Mm-mm. Yeah, I've never heard that. But I just know seen, it's. I've you, seen. Oh, I know the album really well. Yeah. But no, I don't. I didn't know if that was a real witch or not. So, do you have info that it is or um, isn't? You know, it's it's all speculation. Some people yeah. say it's Ozzy. Some people say it's a woman. No, it's definitely. Uh, it's got to be a woman. They yeah. got that was like one of their friends or something. Um, that sounds cool. You, you know, know maybe that's one of the things that one of them rumors that gets out because they want it to get out. You know, because they want people to think, oh, this is some scary exactly. stuff. Exactly. Like yeah. Marilyn Manson when he was, uh, they said he was like a minister in the Church of Satan. Right. Um, well, that's yeah. probably true. <laughs> well, he he said he even said that um, it's like somewhat true because he did an interview with uh, I think it was like Bill O'Reilly or, or yeah. something once and. What it was is he was just being mentored by, by a Anton guy. Anton yeah. LeVay, it wasn't yeah. like a position. I'm sure that it wasn't. Was, you know who? I'm sure, it wasn't Bob Kulick. It was really Anton LaVey. <laughs> <laughs> they looked like the same person. Maybe it was Al Gore. <laughs> 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 but, uh, no, uh, I mean, yeah, he wasn't getting paid for it or nothing. Right. So I mean, it wasn't like he was officially his minister right. of Satan. But I, I think he let it kind of that rumor fly as far as it would go sure. because At it kind of helped his yeah. 
uh, what identity, I guess you would say, or whatever. Um, same thing with this, maybe. Maybe they just kind of let people run with it. Right. But then again, who knows? Because, like I said, it was England, and, mm-hmm. and when did their debut album come out? It was like what? Black Sabbath? Uh, Early 70s. 70, I think. Yeah. Like 70? Yeah. 69 or 70. I mean, a lot of stuff is going on back then. Um, so, who knows? That's the thing, like I said, about conspiracy. Eh, you know? I don't know. With Sabbath, though, like I've heard, and we've talked about this, where. You know they they got built up as such an evil band, you know, early on, which they eventually. I wonder why. <laughs> well, no, but especially in the '80s, they did kind of go with the stereotype yeah. for publicity. But early on, though, most of those songs are cautionary tales about staying away from right. evil and doing the right thing. It's very, very true. It's more religious than it is yeah. satanic, honestly. You know, a lot of Ozzy's music um, has a lot of positive. Yeah. Oh, totally. Uh, yeah. Messages, and it is crazy it, when you really yeah. listen. But in the 80s, gosh, boy, your parents were like, oh, not that Ozzy yeah, Osbourne right. guy. I mean, but there's a line in a Crazy Train, and we could, like, forget how to lay, forget how to hate, learn how to love. Oh, sure. Like right. that, yeah. You know, doesn't What's sound so very satanic. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> now, I can't, I can't. I can't flip the script on biting the head off of a bat. There's no really defending that one. <laughs> oh, that was I mean, that's pretty disgusting. Shock value. Well, well actually, yeah. it was from, an accident. From, well, I think. no, he did it. He meant to do what it. What about snorting the what line of ants? Yeah, he meant to do that. Too, he meant to do that too. Well, <laughs> that cocaine was, made him do that. But uh, no, the thing with the with wow. the, well, he didn't think it was real. Oh no, though, the right? bat the bat thing was an accident. Yeah, but biting the head off of a bird. Oh, that was yeah. And that was in a record. That was at a meeting. record company meeting. Yeah. They were like they were like announcing his big signing for right. whatever record company he was supposed to let the dubs go and he wasn't in a good mood for this and Sharon of course you know was riding him hard about business and she's like well you've got to go in there and you've got to act right and you've got to make an impression he goes oh I'll make an yeah, impression right. <laughs> <laughs> and he yeah. sat down on this record executive woman's lap picks up the dove looks at it and then just bites the head off right in front of everybody and there's photos of it too yeah oh yeah well it's, documented uh, it's well, pretty fucked up that, that's, messed that's, up. that's <laughs> probably like kind of where the legend started you know totally with him but i don't know that ozzy's really evil i think he's just crazy uh-huh um that's yeah i don't think he's evil I don't, he seems means, actually like know. a pretty good guy honestly yeah like, a, a good we all remember person. the show yeah. the osbournes right yeah, yeah unfortunately he <laughs> would uh i felt bad for him because he would end up like you know by putting a bag of microwave popcorn in the microwave and end up staring at it for 30 minutes you know just uh you could tell he's kind of gone over the years he's done a couple I mean, of he's still you know yeah. he's still touring and he's actually <laughs> Um, the Osbournes come out like 2002, I think. Around in there, Around yeah. there yeah. and he actually seems more together now. Now he is, yeah. Then, so well, he was fighting right. a lot of drug addiction at that time. Even then, oh yeah, think? especially then. Wow. Like he was, from what I what came out was like he was taking like a cocktail of a whole bunch of stuff. You know, it was Beverly yeah. Hills. It was, and it wasn't like cocaine and stuff. Like a lot of Bever- Beverly Hills doctors will will drug you sure. up with whatever and yeah he was taking a whole combination of crazy shit yeah well yeah. uh i guess it's too uh you know people but are I, welcome yeah. to do more research i don't they, yeah they can find out if you guys have any info yeah. on this you know comment on the facebook page yeah let us know let us know uh, can i bring up one absolutely well, and the, and I was obsessed with this for a while because you mentioned we all grew up in the '90s as teenagers. When Kurt Cobain died, you know what? What is your take on uh, the theory that Courtney had him killed? 
And uh, then he didn't really you overdose. Bring that up because I actually, I'm a huge Nirvana fan. Uh, yeah. I actually went to Seattle in the '90s. I made it. Oh, wow. uh, I went there the summer of '95. And spent some time in Seattle. I wish I could have gone like a couple of years earlier. Sure, yeah. but, but you still, wanted just to, to sightsee and yeah, be I there. mean to be there and, yeah. and, and like going to Seattle in the nineties was like going to San Francisco in the sixties. Sure, you know, right. I've never been, but yeah, I've heard it's a cool town. Cool, cool town. I didn't yeah. want to leave. I really didn't. But I was sixteen, I think, at the time, and had to come back pretty much. Yeah. Um, but well, as a Nirvana fan, do you think she had him offed? I. <clears throat> Don't think she had him killed. She does, uh, she doesn't live. She doesn't listen to the show. So just I so think you can she, say it. I think it's a possibility. You know, yeah. I, I think like I'm not saying she didn't. Yeah. You know, I think because I've seen a documentary. I've seen a where, few. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they interviewed this one guy. I can't remember the band. He, he was like in Is this hard El Duce. El Duce. El Duce. That's yeah. It. yeah. 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 He, he said that he was. He was. She offered him money to kill him. Fifty grand. I yeah. Think, told him where the house was, or he claimed. She said. Hey, this is where the house is. This yeah. is where it'll be. And you know what happened to El Duce, right? No, 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 no. Oh. He was killed by a train. Really? Yeah. How many people get wow. killed by a train? Not not, not El Duce. Within, within a does. year of that interview, too. You're talking about the Curtin really? Court, Courtney documentary? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's interviewed on film for that, and he was killed like within a year no, by a train. This is the same documentary where they interviewed uh, Courtney's dad. Was it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The British guys doing right. the voiceover. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 I've watched it like at least ten times. Wow. Um, I, I was. I, I wasn't even that big of a Nirvana fan, but the whole story was fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. And her dad was. Um, what was it? He 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 wrote for uh, songs for the for the Grateful Dead. Oh wow. Yeah, oh he, yeah. Yeah. Right. He, like he raised her on a uh, hippie commune. Right. But like he was whacked out on acid and stuff. And so, like she had a horrible childhood, I, and no one denies well, that. Well, du- during the interview, he he kind of seemed like a he's regular, a, actually like a hard a hard ass. I uh, guess. Yeah. He's yeah. A, well, he's he's a dick. I mean, like I don't yeah. it's, I don't know that I give him a lot of credibility because he seems like kind of a shyster to he me. He did seem that way. Yeah, he didn't come off real good to me. Have you seen Kurt and Courtney? I don't think so. Oh, dude, no. you need to watch it. It's, yeah, he, he came it's off. It's fascinating. Uh, he was like, yeah, I kicked her out and all her deadbeat heroin junkie friends. And mm-hmm. like he was just, yeah, a negative influence probably in her life for he sure. He doesn't come um, across like he was dad of the year material. No, definitely not father of the year. But if you, I don't know, man, like a lot of the interviews with people that were, that, you know, grew up with her or knew her in her late teens, early twenties, say that was her, her goal from day one was to, to marry a rock star and kind of take over things. Like it's like she, hmm. they even found like literature from one of her ex-boyfriends of stuff that she wrote, like her plan to there do you all go, this kids. stuff. Stick right. to your goals. You know? Well, and you know, <laughs> a lot of, some people don't know. Have you ever seen the movie Sid and Nancy, the one where, um, Gary Oldman plays Sid Vicious. Yeah, I've I didn't seen get that. You know, Courtney that. Love's in that movie. Yeah, that's and that's right. before she met Kurt. That's before she was even famous. Oh, wow. And, um, and that I didn't know. But there's a lot of word that she was obsessed with Nancy Spungen. Yeah. Well, look at the history. Yeah. I mean, I, you know. And it's similar. It's Very real similar. Nancy and Kurt and Courtney are, yeah. are almost like, a, in some ways, a repeat story. But I don't, yeah. you know? I don't know, man. And like Tom Grant, the, there's this private eye, and he's also, 
I don't know. He, like there was also one called uh, Soaked in Bleach that came out like a year ago. Another documentary. Oh, okay. And Tom Grant's a big part of that, but he's the the private investigator that Courtney hired to. Ha- he she she hired him uh, to basically it was this was before he died. She hired him to look for for Kurt because Kurt went air quotes missing. Right. And Tom and one of Kurt's friends, this guy named Dylan, are who found Kurt's body, I think. Or no, they were looking for Kurt's body, and then I think it was a uh, like a housekeeper or somebody that found Kurt dead. Yeah, I but think like so. the theory is is that Courtney hired this private investigator to cover her tracks. Well, you know, he he had a daughter. Um, I think she was like two or yeah, something. Francis like that. Yeah, Francis Bean. Yeah, false witness. Hope you're still with us. Stuff. Um, Kurt Cobain, they found in the autopsy, he had 225 milligrams of heroin. Yes. Right. Which is three times the lethal dose. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was rumored, I mean, it was, wasn't just rumored, he yep. was a, a heroin this, addict. Yeah. Right? But this is even a great, still so, for a heroin well, addict. This is so a gray area. Point, if, you're, if you're that good at doing heroin, then you should know not to give yourself three times the amount. And then let's say even you do give yourself three times the amount, how are you going to pick up a gun and exactly. load it? And all that. Well, there's a conspiracy That's that part the, of the conspiracy. Illuminati had him killed. The Illuminati. The Illuminati. I heard that one. And, and I have exactly <laughs> when I okay. You wow. can look it up. Actually, yeah. And the first time I heard about it, I was like, "Really? It's kind of crazy, you know?" Right. Because now, but so nowadays what, it seems like people blame the Illuminati for everything. What's the right? motivation for the Illuminati to kill Kurt um, Cobain? There is, if you go back and look at um, "In Utero," yeah, the album cover. There's a, I think, on the back or inside, like the pages, uh, uh, you know, like in the the CD, you know, the the pamphlet that comes inside that has the lyrics, the and, and everything. Yeah, there's a picture sure that Kurt drew that looks like a plane flying into Twin Towers. Um, like, So it was wow. like he was trying to warn people about 9-11. How would he know about 9-11? Uh, um, yeah, exactly. All right. Right, I'm looking this up on my phone right <laughs> oh, now. Oh yeah, look it up. Um, so yeah, the Illuminati crazy. Uh, people actually say, which that's real big right now in like the music industry. Right. And a lot of artists are even... Um, saying so in their songs um like i think beyonce even though it's not rock music but mm-hmm. even she had made a comment recently about how people were accusing her of being in the illuminati and it's oh. corny and um wow i'm seeing it Let's yeah see his shirt Yeah, but come on. I mean, that's a real that's a real stretch, though. It is. It's a real stretch. I, I agree. But like, that's supposed to be a plane flying into the towers, and it says nine eleven. But the, there's some weird, you know, <laughs> other things also that 
you know, they said they're in his music and in different drawings and things where he was like warning people of future events. But how would Kurt Cobain know this? Well, I think if you're a musician and you're being controlled by the Illuminati, the way I understand it, you may not necessarily know everything, but you're just kind of passing so along some, the message. So it's like some kind of MK Ultra mind exactly. control shit going on there? Sort of. Um, <laughs> now we're getting really wacky. Well, I, that's some crazy <laughs> stuff, too. I basically hear they kind of give people an option of, like, get with the program uh-huh. or they'll, you know, run you out of the business. They can... Um, you know, well, I guess ruin he, your life. Yeah. Well, he was a person in high in high places at that time, so uh, oh, was. he was like, I mean, I'm totally not giving a, credence to this, but I'm just entertaining the thought, right? Before and, and all our all listeners think we've lost our fucking is. marbles, right? Yeah, <laughs> it, it's all speculation. But look at that picture if you're listening to the show, and uh, yeah, it's a picture of Kurt Cobain, like he's in the foreground, and his shirt is partially cut off, but it looks like. It's on his shirt is written nine eleven and there's like a little X that you could say uh-huh, look right. looks like a plane going towards one of the ones which you could say yeah, is one of the towers. towers. Yeah, and it's interesting. It's a yeah. it's a fun conspiracy. I don't know that it's got any legs to it though. Yeah, sometimes people. It's not JFK. No, no, uh, not hardly. But yeah, yeah. Some, sometimes people kind of maybe read too much into right. it. But it is it's interesting, you know, but, because the level yeah. of heroin that he sure. had. Right. And the fact that, you know, his wife uh, was rumored to want him gone for several, you know, right. reasons. Mm-hmm. And then the whole El Duce uh, claim, you know. The, so, and then he that's the one. killed shortly thereafter. That's really weird. Too. The El Duce one uh, is the one that's got the most legs to me yeah. from that whole story. Right. You know, I, I, I kind of thought so, too. But he strikes yeah. me as the kind of guy that when he was telling that interview. That like, he's full of shit. Just did, well, you just didn't know. You're like, hmm, he could be telling the truth. But then again. No, I'm, I'm not. Know, like, I mean, if you've seen any mentors videos, then it's. He's not like, let's just say he's not the picture of health and he's not uh, the most credible so person. So when he got killed by a train, like, how did that happen? Like, did he... You tell me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, was he like in a car? Or I wasn't was like working walking? for Amtrak at the time. Uh, I don't know. Let's look up. I No, I think that's, he was standing in front of the train. Wow. Which, I mean, because that, that's pretty bizarre. Yeah. You're right. I mean, how many people get killed by a train? Yeah, it doesn't I mean, happen every day. His name was Eldon Hoke. That was his real name. And let's look up, because uh, Wikipedia never lies, so let's just go to that. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Yeah, uh, Everything the, the, the mentors were known true. as Rape Rock. So, wow. yeah, the, the, the Rape uh, Rock. definitely a uh, a very moralistic band. On April 19th, 1997, one day after his final performance and two days after filming his interview for the Curtin Courtney oh, documentary, wow. mm. Hoke was found dead on the railroad tracks in Riverside, California, having been struck by a train. Subsequent tests indicated a high blood alcohol content. No. And thus, Hoke's official cause of death was given by the coroner's office as misadventure. So he went the way Bon Scott went. However, Al Jorgensen wrote in his autobiography that El Duce was killed by the train when some fans on the other side of the railroad tracks called his name, and as he attempted to cross to meet them, his foot became stuck in the track. Due to the timing of his death, conspiracy theorists have postulated that his death was due to the statements he made for the Curtin Courtney documentary. Hmm. Huh. So do we believe 
a British journalist, or do we believe Al Jorgensen, who was probably whack out of his mind well, at the time? Geez. Clearly, Al Jorgensen's right in the pocket of the Illuminati, right? Oh, sure. It would make sense for him to make up that story. And a British journalist would never lie, though. Nick, right? Br- Nick Broomfield. <laughs> yeah, the, the guy also story, did yeah. like Michael Jackson documentaries too. But yeah, two hundred twenty-five <laughs> milligrams of heroin. Um, See that? But that one, I don't know that I give that one much credence because anyone who's been a drug addict knows that your tolerance goes way up over time. And Kurt Cobain was a major league heroin yeah. user. But, uh, he could have done to that. All much. medical people, this is just that. Well, that that's what a medical person way, says. Right. But the, how many people but do you still, see get arrested for DUI with like eight times the legal alcohol limit? Right. And it's like, how yeah, are they yeah. breathing? It's because they drink every damn day. Right. You know, yeah, he had a lot of money. I, so. I don't, right. I don't give that one credence. <laughs> I don't, even, yeah. even at that, you know, if you say, like you say, he's had, he's got that much heroin in him. Yeah. Okay. So then, how do you function? Like, I'm not a heroin expert. I'm certainly not a professional on the level of Kurt Cobain. But when you shoot up that much, you don't really go, okay, now what am I going to do? You know, right. well, oh, there's a gun over there, and I'm going to go ahead and load that and yeah. light it up right here and pull that trigger. No, you usually just kind of fall over and drool on yourself. It, seemed, hour, it right? seems like that would put you down. Yeah. It seemed, and like I said, unless he is the one Well, it's person. weird that you would inject that much heroin if you're about to off yourself anyway. Well... I mean, With I guess gun even. no. I guess you, if you want to go out, you want to go out feeling the best. Yeah, I right. guess Possible. it's hard. I don't know. There's a lot of gray area with that one, but exactly. But, but I say the El Duce thing has a lot of legs to it, and then um, and the fact that he had a little two year old kid that, by all accounts, he was just attached to completely. You know, like he loved right. that little. Kid. Although you know, part of me like, and I'm not going to come off like Dave Grohl fanboy here, but Dave Grohl did it. No, no, absolutely yeah. certainly not. So he could go on his own. Yeah. Yeah. And now he's oh, that benefiting. Makes, yeah, uh-huh. that totally. That makes more sense than anything. No, but I'm... I don't know. I give that guy... I give him the benefit of the doubt that if some, if there were shenanigans going on there, he would have exposed it. I think he would have... You think so? Has he ever really talked about it? Uh, not on that level. Because like, he was kind of... He had a falling out with right? Courtney during the aftermath. But you know, I think Dave that girl used to work at Tower Records. Just I know it doesn't have anything. I just thought that was cool. You know, do, do y'all remember Tower Records? Sure. Of course. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I could see him doing that. You know, before Nirvana. Got yeah, yeah. 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 No, he was. Yeah, definitely. Um, I actually worked at Tower Records. Oh, did you? Right. On. I I didn't ever follow in his footsteps. Have you seen the documentary about Tower Records? No, no. It's really uh, good. Really, I didn't even know there was. A yeah, I can't remember the name of it, but it's on Showtime. Really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's called All Things Must Pass, and Tom Hanks's son put it together. Hmm. Yeah, it's Tom really. Hank, this, this is the second time today somebody's brought Tom. Oh, really? Son up. Yeah, yeah. He's he did a great job on that documentary. Oh wow. Okay, somebody told me about a, a movie he was in earlier today called RX. I haven't seen that one. Really, me either. I've only seen him in uh, Orange County. The that movie was a with good Jack movie. Black. Yeah, with Jack Black. That oh, was a good movie. Uh, yeah, Orange County. That's yeah. right. That was a great movie. So the guy is that his son? The guy who was go- trying to go to Stanford? Yeah, that's Tom that's Hanks. Tom Hanks. Yeah, that's son. Yeah, yeah, Colin Hanks. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Yep. I've all, I was always a kind of a Tom Hanks fan. Or bit. is it? Or is yeah, it? Or is it? <laughs> trying to stick with the theme. Hey, is he a clone? But so final final analysis. Uh, you guys believe that he was what I, murder or suicide? I think he was probably murdered. Probably. Murdered. And the, well, and do you know the whole conspiracy? And I'm sorry to turn this into Nirvana cast, but 
the conspiracy with the with the suicide note. You know that part? Oh, what different handwriting? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. there's three quarters of the note that reads one way, and then a lot of the suicide stuff is written looks like a completely different person's Very handwriting true. at the bottom. Yeah. But I mean, that could maybe be explained by I started writing here and then I shot up and then finished writing some more here. That's true too. What what is uh really crazy what I always think about is uh what if he were still alive today, what direction music would have gone in, you know? Mm. Um I gotta think dubstep. <laughs> <laughs> right so yeah i don't ugh. i gotta think he would have probably because he by all accounts that i've ever heard he hated being a rock star and he hated the attention that he got for it and he just wanted to be kind of left alone i almost wonder if he would have just retired and just kind of pulled a vinnie vincent and just disappeared for probably a while. or released stuff so. under a different name maybe i don't know i don't I don't think maybe it, he would have moved to Nashville and got in the country. I don't think he. Ever, I don't think he. No, <laughs> hell no. I don't think he ever would have stopped doing music though. I don't know. I know he used to play drums, right, for the Melvins or something. He used to be a drummer. Um, yeah, I don't know if he was actually their drummer though. I but, think he fooled around with drums. But uh, so, so we got a lot of you guys got a lot of Kiss fans, right? Yeah, out there, a so, couple. So we can move to the onto the. Okay, you have Kiss. well. All right, so. Apologies in advance if I start schooling you, okay? Oh, yeah. you'll have to school me because yeah. I'm like uber nerd. So, and Aaron's right there with me. Okay. So. Well, you may school well, this me. Will, this will make for good conversation. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So you, yeah, right off. I'm. I admit I'm not like the hugest Kiss fan. I mean, I, I know their music when I hear it, yeah. and and I love the movie Detroit Rock City. You know, I <laughs> yeah. love that just for many reasons. But it was. I hope I'm pronouncing his name. I'll, you guys are about to Ace get me the show. Ace, Ace Fraley. Yep. Apparently, it was really big in Aliens. I don't know if... Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. All right. He's the spaceman. The spaceman. Exactly. Yeah, that's his character. Which Gene Simmons, I think, in that while later on, he was too much with the space stuff. They kind of... Is that what happened? Well, they, it mentally, <laughs> they, uh, yeah. drug addiction and alcohol. Oh, no, so it wasn't just the alien. No, they, I don't think they had a problem with him being into aliens. Not that so. we know of. Oh, okay. Uh, Go on. Uh, well, yeah, he, you know, claims to his, his music, uh, his talent. He claims that it's from like alien abductions where they have altered his, I guess, DNA. Um, it said it helped him perform better. He gives actually extraterrestrials credit for his musical talent. Um, and so I just thought that was pretty crazy. Well, you know, because wasn't there a time just like I don't know, maybe like 10 years ago when he got it said he got abducted? There was a yeah, well, yeah, yeah, he was a he claimed that the UFO landed in his backyard. I yeah. think it was in the 90s or really, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And he claimed that, yeah, he claimed that, I don't know if he wow. claimed he got abducted. Did he claim he got abducted? I, don't I believe so. Yeah. Oh, I can't yeah. remember. Because he, he claims that they, they've helped him. I don't think his, I've heard you know. this where he's, he claims they've helped him with his guitar player. Yeah. He, he gives them credit for, for being Unless a better Jeff guitar Unless Jeff Beck player. and Jimmy Page are and Jimmy Hendrix are aliens, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> That's where most of his influence comes from. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. But then you got to think, you know, being from New York City, how it's going to be kind of hard for a, a U.S 
UFO to land in the Bronx and take a guy. I think no more than right. one person would have you noticed. Know, yeah. Once I heard, I heard somebody said they seen a UFO in their living room. I thought that was like, really? You know, how does that? How does that work? Really little. Yeah, oh, right. How big could it be? window was open. Exactly. It's the Mini but, Cooper hey, of UFOs. I believe it because you know what? Oh God, if, Aaron. You, if you're a, if you're an alien <laughs> from another planet and you're gonna pick up one person from this planet, it's got to be Ace Fraley, right? You would think I mean, that's that's who think. I that's who I would pick up. There were any members well, of Kiss. They could pick up Tommy Thayer on accident, <laughs> and that'd be a very understandable accident. You'd be like, "Oh, you're not." Maybe David Bowie. You, you look when so he's alive. I'll say we came to this planet looking for intelligent life. Look like we made a mistake. Unintelligent <laughs> <laughs> oh. life, right? Um, I just you know, um, no, I don't who think. Knows? That, yeah. I, I, I believe there's more than just us in the universe because what an egotistical thing to think that we're all there is. But I don't know about Ace Frehley getting well, visited by aliens. I, I had a weird experience. <laughs> I'm sure it's uh, Night before Mother's Day 2002, uh, me and my ex-wife actually, um, we didn't, at the time we were smoking cigarettes and did not smoke in the house. And this mm-hmm. is like 1030 at night. We stepped outside to to smoke and I seen her like pointing in the sky and she couldn't talk but she was like trying to get it out and I looked in the direction where she was pointing and we seen this huge green light with like a tail just like floating just fell back behind some trees and some some houses and okay so we're like wow well you know what the hell was that mm. but it gets stranger like we go to Walgreens for something right come back home so it's like 45 minutes to an hour has passed. Yeah. I start just throwing up. I'm like violently ill. Like literally just throwing up everywhere. And I was so cold. I remember I had to put like eight blankets on top of me. I couldn't warm up. So whenever I hear somebody talk about that kind of stuff, because I had that experience, mm-hmm. you know, I, I used to, you know, be like, ah, it's crazy. But ever right. since then... <laughs> you know, I try to be a little bit more open-minded, because who knows, you know. Um, so, maybe he was abducted, you know. But I wish they would have made me a guitar player, because all right. I got was sick. <laughs> I mean, you know, I didn't oh, get... Where's your rocket ride and rip yeah. it out? Yeah, I didn't all of a sudden learn how I was <laughs> like the... a piano genius or a, a singer, you know. Uh, but I can vomit for a block. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um Got abducted by aliens, and all I got was a shitty trip to Walgreens. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Before we get back into our conversation with Casey Conspiracy, talking about all kinds of crazy stories that have to do with rock and roll and mysteries and murder and intrigue, so much fun. Mm -hmm. We want to remind you, man, there's a whole lot more that goes along to Decibel Geek than just this show. We're talking about the Facebook page, talking about Decibel Geek TV on YouTube. We do the Instagram. We've got rock and roll journalists from all over the country, no, all over the world, Mm -hmm. sending back the word about the concerts they're going to, the 
albums they're listening to, the yep. bands that they're discovering, all sending it back to one place, decibelgeek.com. You go there, you're going to find amazing articles written by amazing people that love hard rock and classic metal the same way we all do. If you can't get down with that, man, I don't know why you're even listening to this mm-hmm. because it all goes together so perfectly. You know, Support everything Decibel Geek that you can. Go to that Facebook page, like it, get in on the conversations. We're starting some new things we're trying yeah. out, you know, and that's that's our, our trying out area is that Facebook <laughs> page. So when we're thinking about doing new things, we'll throw a poll up there. We'll yeah. open up the conversation. If there's something you think we need to do that you'd say, hey, man, this would be a great album's unleashed or next mm-hmm. time you do a year in review, you should do this one. Or, you know, hey, if you're going to try some new stuff, maybe try something like this. We're always open to suggestions. Absolutely. This is our show, but it's all about you guys and what you love, you know, and you guys have been with us so long and people that discover us every day. You know, it's it's been a trip to go through this with everybody together the way we have. So, you know, get out there and support the different aspects of Decibel Geek because there's a lot of different ways to do it. Get yourself that Decibel Geek t-shirt. You know it's true. You're going to get laid. Just put it on. Go outside and wait. It's bound to happen eventually. Try it out. And I know everybody's doing their shopping on Amazon because, I mean, hey, it's 2017. Everybody buys stuff off Amazon. I just got the brand new L.A. Guns album off Amazon. It's Mm. great. You can get all kinds of cool stuff there. And if you're going to do your shopping on Amazon, which we all know you are, you might as well help us out in the process. A beautiful way to do that is when you say, hey, I got to go to Amazon and buy something. But before I do, I'm going to go to decibelgeek.com. I'm going to click on that Amazon banner because I know that no matter what I buy, I'm not going to pay a penny extra. But what Amazon takes out of their profits, they're going to give some to my boys at the Decibel Geek podcast. We're going to send them to go see Vinnie Vincent in January. That's true. It's going to be awesome. And then they're going to come back and tell us all about it. Probably going to record a bunch of stuff that we're going to play for the VIPs. Oh, you're not a VIP? Man, you might want to sign up soon. Yeah, really soon because we got some really cool stuff. I got some cool stuff I'm sitting on. I'm getting ready to come out with stuff from the Rock and Pod Expo, stuff from a bunch of drunk guys that hung out at the Rock and Pod Expo and were trying to come down on Sunday morning but only brought themselves back up by drinking more beer. There were drunk guys at the Rock and Pod Expo? No, I'm talking about the day after. Oh, the Rock and Pod Expo. There were drunk guys after? Yeah, here. You don't remember? No, because I was one of them. Okay. <laughs> you definitely were one of them. And so was Ian and Ralph yes. from Rock and Metal Combat. So it was Rock and Ron Runyon. Yeah. Our good friend uh, Scott Stein was Scott here. Stein yep. was here. Henning was here. And uh, you know, you guys know Henning from the show. He's been a guest with us yep, before. A couple times. And we all sat here and got drunk and talked all kinds of crazy shit. Mm-hmm. I haven't even listened to it yet. I'm kind of scared to. Me too. But I've made the commitment that I will release that to the VIPs. Oh, boy. So be prepared. Yeah, sign up if you haven't. Yeah, if you're not a VIP, go to patreon.com. You've got all kinds of back audio just waiting for you. (laughs) A lot. Years and years and years of us doing VIP now. So Mm -hmm. there's a whole other world that you can get involved in. It does. I mean, it costs next to nothing. Yes, But everything helps. You know, every little donation, every little t-shirt bought, every little VIP subscription Mm -hmm. purchased, every little Amazon item bought, it helps us out and we appreciate you so much. And it does make a difference. It really does. You know, and we love it. And we love the support. It makes us feel like we're doing something good. And people find that worthwhile, you and, know? Yeah. And, and some of you are buying some cool stuff through our Amazon link. We know that. 
because we get the list. We get a list of what you buy. And uh, some of the more notable purchases this week include an HP Black High Yield Original Ink Cartridge. Ink cartridges aren't cheap, so if you spend that money through our link, we really appreciate right. it. Right. And the question is... Uh, I've never how understood that. Why the hell... You can almost buy a printer yeah. for the price you can buy a damn cartridge. It's a scam. Rip off. But the real question is... For this ink cartridge, uh-huh. how much more black could this ink cartridge be? And the answer is none. None more black. None more black. Okay. So for in books, a uh, book called Basketball and Other Things, a collection of questions asked, answered, illustrated was bought. Cool. Um, somebody bought a DuraPower phonograph record player turntable needle. Right on. Vinyl. You got to have the needle uh, to get vaccinated. Yeah. With a Victrola needle. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you can be hooked on rock and roll. Hooked on rock and roll. Uh, somebody's either starting a podcast or a recording studio. They bought an onstage series wood workstation and a pair of foam studio monitor isolation pads. Oh, right on. Pretty you cool. You can actually make it sound good. Yeah. What's that like? <laughs> um, we've, got, we've got wood paneling. We do have wood paneling, <laughs> which is great for isolation. <laughs> but, um, all right. Uh, some movies. That, we had a lot of movies bought through the Amazon link this week. Um, another 80s movie called Private Lessons with Sylvia Christel. Do you remember Sylvia Christel? Oh, man. Did you have Not skin, by name. You didn't have Skinamax back when you were younger? No. She was like a soft porn star. Yeah. And uh, I think like pro- Esmeralda or yeah, something like that. Private Lessons. Esmeralda. Isn't that about a witch or something? I have no idea. I don't I think I'd remember. want to watch a porn I think, movie. I think with it was Esmeralda. about titties. Oh, okay. Well, a movie called Private Lessons with her was bought. So probably some kind of softcore porn. Uh, the Fate of the Furious. Guardians of the Galaxy, Wonder Woman. Another Wonder Woman. War for the Planet of the Apes was bought. Yeah, I love those movies. Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus Collector's Addiction. I think that's a video game. Oh, is it? I I thought it was a movie. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Also, Alice Cooper's Welcome to My Nightmare Special Edition DVD was bought. Kick ass. Yeah, you can actually buy the TV special on DVD now. Oh, wow, that's cool. Might have to actually pick that up. Yeah, Um, for sure. Spider-Man Homecoming was bought. That was pretty good. I went and seen that at the theater. Did you? Yeah, I liked it. And then uh, a kind of a slow week in the music purchases this week. Uh, some assorted tracks from the Darkness's new album, Pinewood Smile. Right on. I've been hearing good things about that. I got my signed gatefold vinyl this week. Oh, right that on. I'd, that I paid for through Pledge Music like six months ago. Oh, wow. It finally showed up. That's cool. Uh, and then just some assorted tracks from Christian artist Chris Tomlin and then Aerosmith Unplugged from 1990 was bought. Right on. Well, all kinds of cool stuff, big and small. We yep. love it all. It all adds up. It all helps out. You do your shopping through Amazon. Do it through the Decibel Geek link at decibelgeek.com, please. And let's get back to our talk with Casey Conspiracy. Another one, if anybody's ever heard of that. Oh, yeah? That's a real like, thing. Yeah. Subliminal message. Yeah. Yeah. I well, that. it happens as far as it coming from evil forces, not no. Oh, yeah, right. Oh. Uh. Well, in the Judas Priest thing, they got a raw right. deal on that. Is, is that in your notes? Uh, Judas Priest, no. Led Zeppelin um, is, yeah. you know, yeah. there was a big deal about them. 
back in the day associated with Aleister Crowley. Right. That's a real association, though. Yeah. I'll give you a story about that, too. Um, I don't know if I've told you this about in uh, Kennesaw, Georgia, about that guy that owns that Civil War surplus store. No, I don't think so. This is a trip. Well, I had always heard when I I went through a real hardcore Zeppelin phase in college for about a year where... They were my band. Like yeah. that's all I listened Third to day to in and over and over. Well, it was the <laughs> the box set that came out that had like the I think it was four or five CDs, and I would just listen to it constantly. Smoked a lot of dope at that time, and uh, but I got really obsessed with Zeppelin, and um, that's right at the beginning of the internet too, like around ninety six, ninety seven, and uh, I start reading a lot about Jimmy Page, and Jimmy Page, you know, went through a real Aleister Crowley mm-hmm. obsession. Yeah. So much to where he bought one of Aleister Crowley's houses right, right. and lived in it, which that's a bold thing to do. Aleister Crowley I I was. I remember hearing some weird stories. And this stories house about that was too. rumored they did a lot of stuff in this house. Oh, right. yeah. Like uh, rituals. Satanic rituals. Aleister yeah. Crowley was like high, high, high in the satanic. Right. Satanic church. He was church. the self proclaimed most evil man in the world. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And, and earned it. Mm. And, uh, but one, a weird little story, though, is. Um, there, and I grew up, a good portion of my childhood was spent in this town called Kennesaw, Georgia, just north of, of Atlanta. And when I was growing up, I remember this place called Wild Man's, and it was a like a Civil War surplus type store, you know, like a historical thing. Right. But of course, very heavily slanted towards the South. What do they like sell stuff to people well, like a lot of reenactments? Yeah. Okay. Well, partially. And like my. I don't think I don't know, and I remember I walked in there a couple times as a kid. I don't. I remember my parents not being happy about the place, and I didn't remember why. But like I took my family down there for a, a family trip when I was, you know, probably about ten years ago, and I was like, oh, I remember that wild man's place. We should go in there. Not remembering what it was, I thought it was just a Civil War surplus store. So they were. Let me get this straight. They were in Georgia, and they were more pro South. Imagine. Yeah, well, that, yeah, right. well, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Not me, a lot of union. Well, right. let me continue. <laughs> and it's a, it's a, the, the, there was a battle at Kennesaw Mountain, and like that was a big right. Civil War area. Yeah. But I'm like not remembering the full history of this store, and I bring my wife and kids into the store, and there's like racist propaganda everywhere. Oh, wow. Like, I mean, it's th- this is the most racist building on earth. <laughs> like all these little like black statuettes and like. Oh no! Racist propaganda from like you know the early 1900s. It's like a time machine, almost. Oh, time capsule. A bad one, and uh, <laughs> and like or the and like you know at first you're not thinking about it. And we get about halfway through the store, and I look at Michelle, my wife, and she's like, "We got to get the kids out of here." And I was like, "You're right, we do." And um, he's gonna be like, "Remember that store our parents brought us?" <laughs> oh, I'm sure they, I'm sure they remember it because I was like, "Kids, we got to go," and I got them out of there. And of course, you know, it piqued my interest because this this old dude that's lived there forever is a guy named Dent Myers. And he's the wild man, and uh, so I Google because I'm I just I'm all about finding out people's history because like I got to read up about how this place is still sitting here, yeah. and uh, so I read up on Dent Myers. It turns out Dent Myers was a personal friend of Jimmy Page's. Oh yeah, but through the Church of Satan. Oh wow! Oh, and Led Zeppelin came in the '70s to play the stadium the Braves played baseball in. And this is when Zeppelin was like at their really? height. Yeah, this like. 75 76 and uh 
yeah, there's a whole thing online about Jimmy Page coming to Kennesaw to meet with Denton Myers and have dinner with him and exchange Aleister Crowley books because Denton Myers collected them and so did Jimmy Page. Oh, wow. And like they like hmm. were like personal friends through the Church of Satan. Like that's for real. Because uh, I wow. suppose otherwise, how would a guy from Kennesaw, Georgia meet Jimmy Page? Yeah. I don't know how they and met. He, and he was this like really he big. This dude looks war. Just, oh yeah. He the funny thing I didn't talk to him that day, but like you know, he was there. He looks just like Willie Nelson. Like has okay. the bandana and the long beard and everything. He probably laughed as you guys ran frightened from No, nah, we didn't store. run, but I was just like, <laughs> We gotta go. Um but it was fascinating. I read that story. I kinda wanted to go back and be like, Tell me about Jimmy Page, dude. But uh yeah, no, we didn't go back, but I am going to Atlanta in January. Maybe we have to walk over there and, or I'll drive bring, over there and record and talk to them. Like, the t- the tell place us some, is still there. Oh, that, it's know. still there. And like, there's protests regularly about trying to get rid I of it. now, for sure. Oh, yeah. 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 But Kennesaw's a... Cobb County's a... Uh, it's, I've been to Cobb County. Have, so it's in it's Cobb, Cobb County, County, yeah. Okay. Isn't that where the big chicken is? Everybody yes. Knows? Yep. Yeah, I grew up driving by the big chicken. That's how, That's how you gave directions. directions. Yep, exactly. turn right at the wow. big chicken. Yep. And it's a KFC, but it's a giant chicken. Go up chicken. to the big chicken and make a left. Or go up to the big chicken yeah. and turn right. And That's got, where everybody... They got the eye moving and the, and the beak wow. opening and closing again. Oh, okay. Um, But... uh. But yeah, it's uh, it's really interesting. Like I'm, I'm certainly not into the Church of Satan or into Aleister Crowley or anything, but it's fascinating. Oh, don't lie! No. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> yeah. I only kill goats on weekends. But um, but no, I when we go to Atlanta, I'm tempted to see if I can make contact with him. Just be like, go down there and talk to him about Jimmy Page. Yeah, well, yeah. um, you know, Zeppelin was apparently pretty tight with, uh, you know. I guess the whole Alice Crowley. Jimmy thing, Page was obsessed crew, yeah. with Jimmy that. Page um, yeah. too, and um, he was very into that stuff. It's weird because Alistair Crowley was. Um, there's a big story, and, and by all accounts, it's true that him, his wife, and and maybe some members of Led Zeppelin, and who knows who else, did these rituals to bring these interdimensional beings into the world as crazy as it sounds yeah and these beings are what people know as gray aliens oh yeah that's because that's what they look like in fact there's one in particular called lam or lamb that alistair crowley communicated back and forth with quite a bit um does that mean that these gray aliens are are from hell um, whatever interdimensional yeah. means, I just um, you know, because I'm not sure what interdimensional. I mean, right. could it, is it outer space? Is it just a totally another Who, uh, universe? Well, that's, isn't that's the big question, isn't it? Wormhole or yeah, doorway, right. you know? But yeah, um, he apparently, which also, um, Hitler and the Nazis were also rumored. To do rituals and things, they actually found like this place in in Germany or somewhere. Uh-huh. It was like this this room, and it was like round, and the acoustics in the room were like perfect. Um, even to this day, like it would probably be any musician's dream. Like yeah. it'd be the perf the perfect place to record. It's a room in what? It, it, it's it's a, a round room where they used to apparently channel these interdimensional beings and this was during World War II and the Nazis and because mm-hmm. and apparently it was rumored that they had help 
I guess. Right. Uh, well, not enough. Technology wise, <laughs> you know. Right. But they were doing some pretty far old stuff. Technology, technology stuff. Yeah, right. I heard like that. The bell. Yeah. And the that. bell. Yeah, I heard right. Hitler was very obsessed with a lot of that. Flying the saucers. Yeah. They, they were yeah, he was obsessed with that stuff. Trying to find the spirit of destiny and things like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that's what Hitler was all about. It was finding these artifacts and Ark wow. of the Covenant. And it's rumored conspiracy now that it's in Area 51. And where do people see a lot of aliens and stuff that out area, there? Yeah. And then you had the story linking back to Aleister Crowley <laughs> bringing these things in. And, and I haven't and they heard fit that before. The same description. So That's it all kind of comes together. Yeah. It's crazy. Wow. Thanks a lot, Led Zeppelin. <laughs> you know, um, but this Led is the Zeppelin. weirdest episode of our show we've no, this ever is great. done. I like it's this. cool though. Well, Hallow- it's just in time for Halloween. I mean, we're yeah, pretty doing close. it at the perfect time. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to release this right on that, that right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then, I, you know, there's a conspiracy that that metal itself is one big cult, <laughs> um, especially during the 80s. That was a big. Thing and let's see. I, had I think some... we would surely have been invited by now. Metalheads are too lazy to form a cult. Here's something. Yeah, that's cool. what I thought too, right? <laughs> Here's something cool about backmasking. When I was in junior high, me and my buddy did a science fair experiment where we took albums that were supposedly had uh, backmasking in them, mm-hmm. and we would we had a cassette player that would record it, and then we could play it backwards and record it onto okay. another tape. And so all we wanted to do was hear what all these things were backwards that we were reading about out of this pamphlet we got. But then they were like, well, this is not a science project. You know, it's just you guys trying to listen to music backwards. And so then (laughs) what we ended up doing to make it a science experiment was we would have people put on the headphones and listen to it and say, what did you hear? And they'd say, nine times out of ten, they'd say, I don't know what I heard. I didn't really hear anything. And then we'd show them the script of what it supposedly said, what the preacher that put together the pamphlet said that it said. And then they would hear it almost every time. Okay. So it was a psychosomatic thing. But there was some weird stuff in them Zeppelin albums. In Stairway to Heaven, there's some weird stuff. In Hotel California by the Eagle, there was some weird stuff. stuff there. Like example, like you can give like an example. Let me think. uh, I'm trying to remember. In the Pink Floyd song, "Waiting for the Worms," I think it was. Boy, it's been a long time. I think it was something like, "Is God still alive? He was here before, but so was Satan. But the Lord was crucified, and that's what it supposedly said." I know in wow. another one bites the dust by Queen. There's a line I decided to smoke marijuana. I thought oh my it was god! I thought it was it's fun to smoke marijuana. Mm, I think it's I decided to smoke that, marijuana. That's that's horrible. I remember. Yes. <laughs> I remember my friend uh, playing that backwards for me on the LP. Yeah. his mom had the forty five. Yeah, I could be wrong. And you could hear it. It was it was definitely something about marijuana. Yeah. And that was put in there intentionally. Like, you could do it in the studio. You just record it right. differently and you just slide it in. But um, And that and that was recorded or came out when? That was, another one by Sadus was like 79, I right. think. Yeah, so all this stuff's kind and of now, And now 70s. marijuana is legal pretty, pretty much. much. You know? <laughs> it's crazy how times have changed, you know. Oh, I heard that in Atlanta it's only a $75 fine now. Really? That's what Joe Polo told me. I suppose for depends on how much you're carrying. Yeah. It's a conspiracy. Marijuana is actually really good for you. Yeah. But the yeah. pharmaceutical companies don't want you to smoke it because that, it's going to cure all your problems. That That's a big conspiracy right now. I, uh, 
Go I to actually, florethepeople.com to find out more. Yeah. And now somebody's going to push me in front of a train. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> yeah. I actually broke a, a, a record player trying to play shit backwards. Yeah. The, the, oh, the, really? Yeah, the belt snapped. Ooh, I know. I remember another one. You don't one. remember the Eagles one, do you? Hotel, Hotel I've California? heard about Hotel uh, California. I've heard things I don't about remember that. what it was. Um, but, you know, there's, there's a... There's a good one for you. If you guys, if you got the LP of this and check it out, because I heard it with my own ears, at the end of Def Leppard, Love Bites... And then it goes, uh, um, I know that one. The robot, yeah. when you've got love in your sights, yeah. watch out, love bites. Mm-hmm. And then there's a little sound after that. And if you really listen to it, it sounds like it says, Jesus of Nazareth, go to hell. Oh, really? On Def Leppard Hysteria, love bites. But I don't know if that's for real, though. Well, it sure sounds like it, but that's one of them things, the psychosomatic, that you hear it, and then yeah. you listen for it, just and then you hear what it. What I know of yeah. Def Leppard, they just don't seem like the guys that would put that in their yeah. album. But That album sold a lot. Yeah. Well, hey, Thanks, Justin Satan. Bieber has... Uh, I've seen something recently where he had some pretty crazy stuff, like subliminally. And, I mean, you think of him, you know, yeah. you know, it's almost but like... But I think most artists do it as a goof. I don't think right. it's... I don't think they're literally trying to poison people's minds and all that. I don't... I just don't think it's that serious of a thing. Right. Um, it's not a backmasking thing, but with Hotel California, there's a... There's a theory by some... And Don Henley shot this down, but I think it... I think there might be some truth to it because it just... You know They're the li- stabbing the beast. Yeah, there's the, yeah. there's there's the line they stab it with their steely knives, mm-hmm. but they just can't kill the beast. Right. The rumor is that that's about Steely Dan, because Steely Dan was kind of like their competition at the time. Like they didn't like each other. Yeah. Because right. Steely Dan were very snobby. Yeah. But the which the, that happens even to this Donald Fagan's still that way to this day. Even though I, I still do, thought Deacon Blues was a cool song. I do too. No, I like that that Asia album's yeah. great. Yeah. But. Uh, but that that's the theory is that that line they stab them with their steely knives, but they just can't kill the beast, which I've is heard the it's eagle. About drug addiction too. Uh, <laughs> so you got you got several. But that was supposed to know. be something to do with the. It's not about satanic stuff though. I mean, like the all the like, guys in the Eagles California have been like supposed to be about the Church of Satan. I heard that. Well, that's the that rumor. But like all uh, Glenn Fry and Don Henley both said it's bullshit. There's no yeah. way they would write about that. Well, yeah, in the 80s. These guys wrote Tequila Sunrise and Lion Eyes. They're not going to write about the Church of Satan. Oh, they sold a lot of albums, too. Uh, but you think yeah. it's, they're writing to, to glorify Satan because it sells albums? No, because Satan gives them the power to sell more albums and make a lot of money. Really? Well, well like Hysteria. So, like, All Def right. Leppard's doing okay. Then they sell their oh, soul to Pyromania Satan. Pyromania was and, big. And Satan says, hey, you can do better than Pyromania. You just put this little line about Jesus at the end, of, about how it's he's not cool, and you put it at the end you of your You don't really believe this, And though. then I'm going to make sure that you're the number one fan. <laughs> I don't know what to believe anymore. You know? <laughs> it's like, God, everybody's going to, we're not going to have any listeners left. You guys are fucking loons. <laughs> right. Decibel Geek jumped the shark on uh, Halloween 2017. It's fun. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Uh, it's fun. Okay, yeah, good callback. Um... Yeah. Do y'all like Rolling Stones? The sure, Rolling. sure. What about the song Sympathy for the Devil? You heard about that? Yeah, I've yeah. heard of it, yeah. But about the What's, satanic conspiracy or whatever with well, what, that. What is the conspiracy? Um, I remember seeing like this. Uh, I, I grew up in church, okay? Uh-huh. Um, being Growing up in the Bible Belt here in Tennessee and, you know, went to church. And sure. I remember seeing like my church played this like really corny 
like uh, you know, beware of rock music video. Sure, the Peters thing. Brothers tapes, yeah, yeah. yeah. the early eighties. Oh yeah, they went real big after kids. I mean, I put it right up there with like you know, Reefer Madness. You know, yeah, uh, I've seen that too. But the <laughs> Rolling Stones apparently played this concert in San Francisco mm-hmm. in the sixties, and while they played the song "Sympathy for the Devil," mm-hmm. you know, they were having uh, Hell's Angels as security at the show. Oh, you're talking about this the Altamont show? Yeah, Altamont. Yeah, That's yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. And yeah. during that song, yeah, a guy they, kills him. Yeah, yeah. The, the Hell's Angels stabbed this guy to death. And that, there, and there's something uh, I heard in, in that video about how the song it itself, set people off. Yeah, and you know what's weird? Me and a, uh, a girlfriend of mine went to a bar one night, and like I just wasn't feeling the music. And I said something to the bartender about it. This is downtown Nashville. Mm-hmm. And like su- to my surprise, he was like, if you don't like the music, come back here and pick something. Uh-huh. I'm like, really? Okay, because they, they had a CD player. Yeah. And I picked that song, Sympathy for the Devil. Like a few minutes later, uh, this girl <laughs> walks over, sits down beside my girlfriend at the time. And this is wintertime. My, my girlfriend had taken off her, her coat. She had like this nice black leather jacket. And she put it on this bar stool beside of her. Mm-hmm. And this chick comes and puts on the coat. And so she's like, hey, you know, this is my jacket, you know. And so next thing I know, they get in a fight. Uh, like our car keys, I remember it was like slow motion. They flew across the bar. And it's just like a movie that the other chick like mm-hmm. smashed the, the beer bottle on the pool table and Damn. came after my girlfriend and people were holding her back. And literally right after I played that song. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. True story. Damn you, Mick Jagger. <laughs> Uh, man, I love Mick Jagger. The devil just set people off. Well, you know, huh? Guns N' Roses broke up right after they recorded a cover. That's of that song. true. They did. Oh, really? Just saying. wow for the interview with the Vampire album, huh? Yeah. But I just thought it was interesting because you know when you listen to it by yourself, like nothing happens. But I played it in a bar that night, hmm. and it was and like the, the whole fan. mood just changed. And, and, and yeah. yeah, but to balance things left. out, the three million times I've heard it on the radio while driving, nothing's happened. Oh yeah, like I'm saying, <laughs> me too. But uh, I, I, and I think the reason why I probably chose that song was because of that corny church video you know yeah I, I was you like, felt rebellious subconsciously <laughs> I'm I was like yeah I felt rebellious let's yeah. put this to the test That's oh funny. shit and they weren't lying no <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember those cassette tapes and I remember I mean because when I was a kid I was into Kiss when I was little you know I saw Kiss and I was just blown away by how they looked and then would listen to it and was just crazy about it but then as I got like into I don't know I guess school age I kind of lost it, like kindergarten on. And so then it was like whatever the other kids were into was like, you know, Michael Jackson and Duran Duran and Madonna and whatever was going on at that time. And then I remember the preacher one day, we had Saturday school, which was like kind of like catechism for Lutherans. Okay. And he had the list of, you know, the bands that, you know, tell me some of the bands you kids like, you know, Duran Duran. And they'd be like, no, nothing to hear about Duran Duran. They'd well, I like Madonna. It's funny now. Oh, nothing in here really about Madonna, you know. Well, I like Michael Jackson. Oh, nothing in here. And then it's going around, and I can't think of nothing else, so it gets to me, and I'm like, why? And I'm thinking back of the records that I got home in my closet. I'm like, well, I like Kiss. And he flips his little book. He's like, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not the 
those guys. So then he starts going down. Listen, it's just like the movie Detroit Rock City. Do you know what a love gun is? And I was like, no, because I had never really thought about what any of the words to any of the songs meant. You know, right. I wasn't mentally there enough right. to really put that together at that age. And when he explained it to me, all I wanted to do was go home, get into my closet, tear out my Kiss albums, and re-listen to them. And I put that on. I put on Love Gun and listen to it, and I'm like, it is? Oh, what's all this other stuff then? You know, And then from there, it was like, he's right. But it made it that much cooler to me. Yeah, like yeah. as soon as he exposed it to me for all the evils right. that it was, and I had the the Peterson Brothers tape. Peters Brothers, yeah. yeah, I'll never forget. It was a it was a pink cassette. The the sleeve was pink, and Kiss was written in white, kind of funny. And it was like the evils of Kiss. Yeah, you know, I had a youth pastor one time who was the big Kiss fan, and he he was like, you know, he was like, you know, don't Kiss is is not evil you know they're, right. they're fine and i don't believe that's the funniest evil thing is at all I kiss mean, is like the they're like the furthest thing from exactly, it like lyrically right. yeah their songs yeah. are about partying and having right. fun I'm and being party positive all day you know and, you know rock and roll all night yeah, and, yeah. Right. but back then you know it was the image it was the image i right. think the look but that's not the message that they want young people to have is well party have fun yeah. believe in yourself you know don't believe in yourself believe in this instead right. you know well the song god of thunder that one you can give it a little bit like that's a dark song yeah, yeah. You, know, you can blame scary. gene simmons tongue too Spitting blood and breathing yeah. fire. And all well, I've that. told the story I mean, on the show before. I was I, kisses will always be my favorite band, but before I was a fan, they scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I had nightmares about them. Yeah, they were scary. Oh, uh, yeah, they a were. Kid, you know, um, <laughs> I don't know. The first time I saw, them, I was just like, wow. Well, I think I remember like my parents. Uh, I don't know. I, I want to say they came to Nashville like in the eighties. Uh, but I, I remember going downtown Nashville once, and it was like at night, and I was like probably eight years old in the backseat with my parents. And then I seen all these older like teenagers, and they were had their faces painted. They were all like kissed. Yeah, it was like scared the crap out of me. It's like you know <laughs> Halloween times like ten, you know. Yeah. But now like when I got older and kind of listened to them more, yeah. I give cr- Kiss a lot of credit. Mm. Um, because like there's very few bands who really change the game. Kiss was one of those. Am mm-hmm. I? You got you know the Beatles, the Stones, yeah. um, Nirvana, and, and Kiss. I think mm-hmm. you know there's very few bands that left a mark. Oh yeah, and, that influenced and Kiss people. is one of those yeah. bands. Yeah, you know, it's rarefied sure. air. Yeah. Um, even though I think with me the reason why I well I don't that's probably not the reason but um I was just, I just missed them a little bit age-wise. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, even though, I don't know. Like, I like the doors and stuff like that. Yeah. Obviously, it was way before my time. But, um, but yeah, Kiss is, they're almost comical, funny. I mean, the the movie mm-hmm. uh, Detroit Rock City, that was like, Funny as hell to me. Well, sure. Like, well, you can't take Kiss too seriously. No, right? I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, that's I the think point. People at that time took him like way too seriously no, based man. on the image. I mean, but there's great know? music there if you're willing to give it a shot. Right. Right. It's just you got to be willing to give it a shot. I, I love uh, yeah. the song Detroit Rock City. Sure. It's a you know, great song. that's probably my favorite Kiss song. Yeah. Um, it's one of their best. And I mean, but there's nothing 
evil, I would say, about it. Not yeah. at all. It's a, it's a story song. It's about right. a kid driving to a concert who dies on his way to the Kiss concert. Yeah. I, I, mean, think, I think the evil with Kiss died the day that Gene Simmons was on that show. And the old Jewish woman asked him, what are you supposed <laughs> Tony to be? Fields. And he's like, I'm evil incarnate. And she kind of laughs yeah, at him. She's like, you're just a nice Jewish boy. Right. And so that, that <laughs> killed him. Well, I, can't, I can't never be like right. a, a Zeppelin scary or a, a Sabbath scary. You yeah. know, they just don't. Well, I remember that in that, that Kiss and Sell book from Chris Lent, the guy that was on the road with him, I think, or one of the books that I read, they're like, you know, Gene was the only one who had the balls to go out and do that interview. Yeah. Because they were completely green at that time and uh then it was decided very quickly after that tv appearance that gene's not doing the interviews alone anymore <laughs> now he's they got thought he came off stupid. Yeah, he's got <laughs> his own reality show now right the fam- family well he did yeah that's already over yeah this but, is over yeah but, but no kiss is uh yeah they definitely are one of those bands that changed a okay lot. well you mentioned you were a doors fan Oh yeah. So well, there's the, there's a conspiracy. Do you think Jim Morrison is dead? Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. there is a there is a theory out there that he that he faked his death. Mr. Mojo Rising. Really? Yeah. Yes. Well, okay. Even if he did, how old would he be now? He'd be pretty damn like old. Like about seventy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so even if he did fake his death at that time, he's probably <laughs> right. not still alive now. Well, there was based a on the hard and life I, th- I think it would have came out somewhere. Somebody would have seen him somewhere. There right? was a. There was. <laughs> it's hard to disappear. Well, I mean, it's harder oh, than what, what people. A, yeah, because what about Elvis? People saw him everywhere for a while. No, there's a conspiracy. Elvis having his twin brother Jesse. You know, and I just found that out. Like recently and apparently they had it planned all along that whenever jesse died because elvis was just so sick of being in the limelight you know it didn't have a normal life at all Mm -hmm. and so whenever his brother died they were going to say it's elvis and then he just was going to go off to an island somewhere now i'm more i have uh i don't know if i believe that you know, but I would be more likely to believe that over the Jim Morrison thing. Yeah, well, because yeah. Jim Morrison told people, like, he, Jim Morrison was a was a wreck he, too. Yeah. He, he gained a lot of weight, yeah, drinking true. drugs. Yeah, um, but not that Elvis was sober. But no, Elvis know. was horrible. <laughs> Morrison was pretty much semi-retired by the point that he died anyway, because he was a poet in Paris, yeah, just, right, living yeah. in Paris, there, drunk all the time. But in 2009, because I, I remember when the story happened, I just looked it up. Of course, now they're profiting off of it with a DVD, so that tells you all you need to know. There was a rumor or a story that came out that Jim Morrison was alive and was a rodeo cowboy in Oregon. Wow. Wow. Okay. And there's like even a DVD yeah. out that you can buy of it. Let's see. Rodeo cowboy. In 2009? Yeah. Or it says... So okay, listen. <laughs> true facts about the doors, doors, Jim Morrison, the lizard. This is from the the site that's yeah. selling the uh, the DVD. On November eighteenth, nineteen ninety eight, the doors, Jim Morrison signed under his name Jim Morrison and under his French name and thumbprinted to act in the. But uh, when I read about, the, I'm trying to find the actual news story about it because it was actually like all over the internet for a couple of days. Rodeo I think it was. Cowboy. I think it. I think it was quickly like shot down as bullshit. Right. But it was I mean, fascinating old, to right? think about at the time, though. Like the world's oldest rodeo cowboy. Like that was supposed to be him in modern times. Was that guy? Huh. Like, can I look at that? That's supposed to be Jim Morrison, like in 2009. Uh, I don't know. Hey. 
you know what? But I came across something very cool from the doors. Like, I think it was yesterday or the day before. Um, and I'll show you guys before I leave. But uh, the doors in October 11th, like, and that's why they just wrote a story about it. Like, um, today's the 13th. So, you yeah. know, two days ago. Yeah. October 11th, in 1967, the doors um, played at a high school in Danbury, Connecticut. Like, they booked it like a year in advance. They yeah. were supposed to play at like this community college, but it was under renovation. So they had to move it to this high school. And there's actual footage and recording of this. And like, this is when they just got big. Right. And it's a really cool article. I recommend anybody who's a Doors fan to go mm-hmm. check it out because it has the footage and you can actually hear. And, and it sounds like you know they didn't doctor the sound or, or anything. It's like the all original footage they did. Light my fire and crystal ship. That's, oh, that's yeah. the two songs. And, and they wrote about how all of these kids in this like because Connecticut and Danbury, Connecticut, I guess is kind of uppity. Yeah, uh, Richard, you know, right, yeah, right. And there was like a lot of. Like I guess um, schools, like boys' schools, girls' schools, and they didn't like really mingle with each other too much. They all wore uniforms and yeah. stuff like that. But somehow, everybody in this town, like the doors, showed up and went to this concert. And like the the person who wrote the article, who was there, was just remembering of how for. Uh, him and I guess people who were there at that time, how that kind of just changed everything. Mm-hmm. Um, because Jim Morrison was known for doing some stuff during shows, if you know what I right. mean, yeah. And I guess this high school was no exception, even though he didn't get arrested for anything or mm-hmm. wasn't anything too crazy. But I, I just thought that was really cool to go back and watch that actual footage. I only could wish to. To be there right. at moments like that through through music history, you know, because what band now would play at a high school? You know no, what I mean? That, that would never starting to take off, but then they booked this show that far ahead of time. Right. They're obligated to do it. Exactly, they've already grown beyond that type of show. Yeah, nowadays they would. I don't think would. No, they'd get out of it. You know, probably most likely. I mean, I know some people still do some charity right. stuff or whatever. But but that just doesn't really happen anymore, you know. Well, if you don't believe he's a rodeo cowboy in Oregon, what would you say if it was turned out that he was found alive living as a homeless hippie in New York last year? I would believe that more, that I guess. Be, that's a little more be believable than a cowboy in Oregon. <laughs> that looks more like him. Yeah, I could see Here, that. What do, you, do you think that looks more Hold like Jim Morrison? Bigger. You have to get it closer. Yeah, it's a small picture. Um, that it kind of does. So, see, Jim Morrison it looks could. like him in his later years when he was overweight with the big beard. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Jim Morrison's a wino in New York. Yeah, I could believe that. Have you guys ever seen an interview with his father, Jim Morrison's dad? No. Oh, it's hilarious. Oh, look at that one. Uh, wow. Jim Jim called him from the road, and he's like, hey, Dad, I quit school. I'm going to start a rock band or something. His dad was like, what the hell are you doing? You need to find a job, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, just think if he were to listen to his dad. Right. You know, his dad, I'm not telling people to not listen to their his parents. His dad was like a <laughs> Navy admiral yeah, military or something. man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah, a high-ranking right. guy. But he definitely was like, you know, you're crazy. You're an idiot, you know. Right, uh, right. 
and, and then they became like one of the biggest bands in history. Yeah, for so. a few years there, they were pretty damn big. Because he went to FSU, Florida State yeah, University did, huh? for photography, I think, or something. Mm-hmm. Film, so, maybe. Oh, you film back to or something UCLA like that. UCLA for film, I think. That's where the doors all That's where came I met together. Ray Manzarek. Yeah. They were both in film school together. Oh, okay. Yeah. USC, I think. But uh, uh, UCLA. Was it UCLA? I think so. Oh, okay. But yeah, there was just the eighties was full of uh conspiracies. Well linking. let me let me bring up the Elvis thing real fast. Okay. All right. Do do are we all in agreement Elvis died? Do we think he died? Um, I don't know. I, I know he's I dead by now for sure, but did he die when they said he died? Have you seen or have you heard of a singer named Orion? Orion. Uh, no. Do do either of y'all have Netflix? Um, no, I don't. Well, somebody made this documentary for Netflix. I think it was just called His Name Was Orion, which this was, and I grew up in the South, so like this was complete news to me. But there was this guy named Orion who came out in the late 70s, early 80s, not long after Elvis died, and he had Elvis's build, he had Elvis's hairstyle, but he wore a mask. Hmm. And his name was Orion, but he sounded exactly like Elvis. Like, when you listen to really? him sing, he sounds exactly like Elvis. So why'd he wear a mask? Well, yeah. To hide that he was Elvis? <laughs> you gotta watch the documentary. But, <laughs> like, he, when he sang it, you would swear it was Elvis singing. It's like a Zorro mask or like a luchador mask? More like a Zorro mask. So you could see part of the face. Yeah, you could see his nose and his mouth. It just covered his eyes. Where did he, did he play, like, tour? Like, everywhere? Yeah, he, w- he played all over the place, and, um... But he was big in the South and apparently okay. sold like he like he was kind of owned by this producer guy here in Nashville hmm. and or is he in Nashville or somewhere in Georgia. But the guy like the guy put out the records, he was like taking all the money. So but like he's okay. he like all his records went like gold. Like he, huh. he, he actually was making Really he was some, oh, Ryan. I guess the conspiracy is why haven't any of us ever even heard yeah, of this? Yeah, right. Guy? That's but like conspiracy. I don't want to give away the there's a big like holy shit moment in the uh documentary that connects him to Elvis even more. Wow, really. But I don't wanna I don't wanna give it away on Mike because I it's sure. too it th- like if you say it it will ruin if the I say movie it, for Well anybody. not that it'll ruin the movie, but it it's it was a really cool moment in the movie and it was like one of those things where you know if you're watching Netflix it'll show like four or five things rotating on what you should watch and it was like a Netflix original documentary and I was bored one night and I saw the picture of him with the mask I'm like and it said his name was Orion I'm like what the fuck is this Hmm. so I just watched it and I was like I mean it'll pull you in that that is really crazy it's a and like I don't even remember this guy like and I was and I was growing up during that there's even a part in the documentary where you see him posing with uh, Kiss from the during the Creatures of the Night era, him and really? him and Gene and Paul, and I think hmm. it was during like you remember when uh, like in the Creatures era they they did all these uh, they did that promo tour where they went over to Europe yeah. and lip synced I Love It Loud to all yeah. those TV shows. I think it was during that time, like because a lot that was a lot of promo for artists was you'd go to Europe and you'd uh, lip sync to your song on a TV variety. And so nobody show. had ever heard of Orion until after Elvis was dead, right? Like, I don't think so. I, I don't think he even got his start until Elvis was dead. Did he dress like Elvis? Did he wear like the jumpsuit? Yes. And stuff? Let me try to look up. Uh, so if it was Elvis, it was a very it poorly was, disguised. No, nah, because I mean, if you see him with the mask on, his facial features don't match enough. You know, like, you can tell it's definitely not Elvis. Maybe he got plastic surgery. No, it's not that. But 
there's still a connection there that I don't want to give away. Okay, okay. It's like Clark Kent and Superman. It's right. like, how can you expect me to believe that no one could tell that it's just glasses? That's the only difference. Right. This guy takes off the glasses all of a sudden. All oh, of a sudden, Superman. it's like, oh, Superman. Yeah. Where'd I'm Clark Kent go? Find, <laughs> I'm trying to find the. Uh, well, I can understand definitely. But watch that movie life, if you get you know, it. I can understand him. At least the motive was there to fake. Or, or you know, fake the death, or yeah. you know, uh, yeah, because with Elvis, it wouldn't make any sense for you to fake your death just to come back as right. this character. No, Elvis, if would you're not trying be a to get singer. away, then unless he just misperforming and you know, or something. But um, all right, here we. Oh, it's just Orion the movie. Oh, the man who would be king was what it was called, and huh, uh, it came out so in 2015. M- Michael Jackson had the same problem. I feel bad for anybody who can't leave their house. And just go to the store right. and live a normal life. That's got to be hard. There's a picture of him. That is crazy. That's what he looked like. Okay, I'm going to check that out. It's, yeah. it's fascinating. And uh, and it, even just as a story, even if, say, it's all bullshit with whatever, whatever connection to Elvis, it's still really interesting. Well, Orion, kind of you know, that name is... Just like Elvis. Uh, sounded just like Elvis. When you hear it, you're like, oh my god, that's Elvis. Well, you know what? Strange Orion is, is also a constellation a in the right. stars. And, and yeah. It means, like, reincarnation. Oh, does like, it? people claim <laughs> that's where people come from. We and, just like, got a deeper connection reincarnation here. Yeah. And believe you go to Orion and back. So wow. that is, like, kind of strange. See that all ties that together, and don't it? This movie, though, it, it, uh, like, my wife and I were, like, completely wrapped up in it, too. We were, like, gonna watch, like, a few minutes and just be like, oh, whatever. And we're like, wow, this is amazing. At, uh, but yeah, it was really cool. I'm trying to pull up the... Uh, I know this is really fascinating for you guys listening to hear me surf the internet. Well, that's all right. We can trim some of that down. <laughs> Finally tells the story of Jimmy Ellis, an unknown singer plucked from obscurity and thrust into the spotlight as part of a crazy scheme that had him masquerade as Elvis back from the grave. So that he was, was marketed that way. So well, you, was, wear, you wear the mask so people speculate that it's, uh, that it's Elvis, okay. and that draws people in. Right. That's like the old P.T. Barnum kind mm-hmm. of idea. I like that. Yeah. It says, with a fictional identity torn from the pages of best-selling novel Orion by Gail Brewer Giorgio, the backing of the legendary birthplace of rock and roll Sun Records, and a voice that seemed to be the very twin of Elvis Presley himself, the scheme concocted in the months after Presley's death exploded into a cult success, and the Elvis's life myth began. The story of Orion proves that fact is indeed stranger than fiction. This is the story behind that story. Who was that masked man? Wow. Well, nowadays, it's can't they do like voice comparison, like matchup? Yeah, voices? and if they did, you'd be like, that's close. I mean, cause it's the guy sounds exactly like Elvis. Like, but like you can see, like I, I think so want to give away why, but I. Ugh. But it makes sense. I mean, it makes sense. Well, no, but there's like a there's a there's a reason why I think why. Fuck it to make money. <laughs> All right, this Jimmy guy didn't uh, never really know who his father was, and okay. Elvis's father Vernon Presley. It's rumored had another son. Okay, so it's possible this guy was actually Elvis's brother. Oh, I mean, separated. He had another brother beside Jesse. Is what? Yes. Okay. Like it's a like Vernon had another oh, had another wow. son with okay. with, a, with a different woman. Hmm. So it's a rumor that this is Elvis's illegitimate brother, really like half brother. Yeah. 
but he sounds exactly like Elvis. Has anybody ever seen pictures of Elvis's granddaughter? I don't. Uh, she so. looks exactly like Elvis. It's Elvis as a female. Yeah, it's it's scary. Who's, so whose daughter oh. is this? It's it's Elvis's granddaughter. Uh, oh yeah, um, I I think so. If you want to, uh, did you ever hear the the conspiracy theory about Winona being Elvis's daughter? Winona oh, I think I yeah. heard something like a long huh. time ago. There's a long standing. This and you is know kind she of a Nashville does look rumor. Like she could well, be. Well, uh, what's her name? The mom. Um, hey, Elvis may have a lot of kids. Well, I'm, I'm sure. What's uh, <laughs> yeah. Winona's mom's name? Um, I'm, I'm, oh, um, the other, Ashley. No, no Ashley's the sister. sister. Um, um, I met Ashley Judd. But you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. But there's a rumor that she had a fling with Elvis, and that Winona is is Elvis's daughter. They look at their facial features. Winona Naomi looks like she her, Naomi. Naomi. That's her. But there's yeah. but if you look at Winona in the face, she looks straight up she like does. she could the be nose, Elvis's daughter. Yeah. Huh. And wow. Ashley Judd yeah. uh, also kind of mind blown. If you compare Ashley really. Judd no. to Priscilla, maybe or uh, <laughs> or her, or Elvis's daughter, um, like Ashley Judd, they kind of look similar a little bit. I think Ashley Judd, yeah, and like Elvis's is is, is his daughter. Like they both Lisa have Marie. that dark hair, sort of. Yeah, Lisa Marie, yeah. right? Priscilla was the wife, right? Yes, yes. right. Although the craziest thing is to think that Elvis, if he had lived, he would have been Michael Jackson's father-in-law. Well, that would have been enough to make him kill himself, right? True. Wow. <laughs> that, that's, uh, that's a conspiracy. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, that that you had the king of rock and the king of pop, I guess. Yeah. All merging in one. You can dance pretty that's good, a, son, but uh, give me a peanut butter banana sandwich. Right. I've always wanted to go to Graceland. I've never got to I've make it. I've been twice. Have you? Really? Yeah. It's worth going to once. Is it? Yeah. It's okay. It's a, It looks like a, a house that never got updated from the 70s. Oh, yeah. so everything's So the it's, same. I mean, it looks like, you look at it and you'd be like, this would have been awesome is it in 1977. House? Is it like yeah. huge? Not really. Not really. It's not that big. No. Hmm. I guess for that era it was. They say but... it's in like a pretty bad neighborhood. Oh, it's in a horrible fucking that, neighborhood. That, that's oh, probably kind of nice crazy. neighborhood at one time though. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was okay. I don't think it was ever like the nice part of town though. I know one, yeah, that's one time I got to go over in uh, East Nashville to the place that was Colonel Parker's Nashville like office. Oh, really? It's a building now that the whole houses lawyers in it but i got i, to, I, got, to, office, I got to hang out back at the fire pit and the dude told me this is where elvis would go through a lot of his mail you know because he oh, yeah? bags and bags of mail and they'd stick it back in this little room and there was a little fire pit and kind of kitchenette out there yeah so i'm like hanging out thinking wow this is cool elvis stood here and, that's you cool know, drank beer and wow. hung out well, that's a weird coincidence and, the uh the last office job i had yeah. i think i told you about this um was a building that was built in like the 70s and I remember thinking it was strange when I it was out off Trousdale out here. Um, not that any of you listening give a shit. But uh, the, the upstairs where our offices were was just a regular office area. But downstairs, there was racquetball courts. And I was like, why are there racquetball courts under this office? And I think it turned, I know what you're talking And about. it turned out that it was Elvis owned the building in the seven, like 70s. Really? In the 70s. And would use it as like his as Elvis Presley Enterprises during that period and the racquetball courts were for him because he loved playing racquetball right. huh. 
But yeah, I worked That's in a cool. building that Elvis used to own and hang That's out awesome. in. That's awesome. Yeah. And play racquetball. Yeah, but there was like bugs and shit. It was like, ugh. It was gross. Yeah, you said it was over Trousdale? Yeah, Trous- Tr- you know where Trousdale and 65 is right mm-hmm. there? I know exactly where you're talking about. Those you older, probably know the building. I, yeah, I, I do, because I grew up right down the street Yeah, just there. down by, you know, that little strip mall there with the map there's, code? Now there's a CVS there. Yeah, yeah. But there you used go, to you, be a hotel, though, a long yeah, time ago. Yeah, but where the CVS is, and then across the street's the donut place with the, the map right. code and everything. If you go further down that street there, oh, that, it's right there on the left. Oh, really? Okay. Yep. By the train Very tracks. Cool. Yes. Yeah. That's why we got bugs and shit in the building. Elvis, he recorded most of his hits here in yeah. Nashville. But like, there was a guy that owned a. He was a. He owned a uh, moving company, and he was the guy that owned the building. And then I found out he let he would leave paperwork. He was trying to sell the building. This guy was so badly wanting to retire, and like he left paperwork out, and like all of us figured out. Like we saw Elvis Presley Enterprises stuff, and then we then you found out wow. through him that no, oh, yeah, Elvis owned this building and and used to use it to play racquetball. That's so, cool. Yeah. Too bad he couldn't sell it on that, you know. It's being his yeah, no, Elvis like used that. to own yeah. this building. It yeah. was, was kind of neat, you know. They wound up destroying it's, the racquetball courts and putting in other stuff for, oh, for oh, offices. I bet Elvis is pissed. It's the <laughs> ultimate piece of Elvis memorabilia. I thought it was right. cool. Turn it into a museum. I'd know. open the door up and look at the racquetball. I'm like, man, Elvis played racquetball right there. That's kind of crazy, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But Graceland's worth. You got. I think it's worth your time to it's visit. It's on my once. bucket list. That's you should what I was see it asking. once. Was it worth it to be on my bucket list? And then across the street, they have his plane and um, some of his cars and stuff. That's oh pretty, yeah, that's pretty cool. In the bad neighborhood, they got the planes and the nice cars, huh? Wow, well, it's like planes got fifties in them. 50s By the way, bad neighborhoods in Memphis and aren't like bad neighborhoods in Nashville. No, For, Mem- like Memphis a is yeah. <laughs> Memphis is a war zone. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, and I like when we did the Rock and Pod Expo, a group of the podcasters from out of state were like, we're going to go to Memphis tomorrow and see Graceland. And I'm like, don't get too excited. All right. <laughs> oh, I've heard people, I've stories about people being chased out of yeah. certain parts of Memphis. Like, there's yeah, there's scary Graceland. parts. You just, you know, just watch where you're going. But there's a lot of history there, though. You got Graceland, right. you got Sun Studios, you yeah, got, you got Arden Records, Studios, right. where. Tora and you know Big Star and all those bands recorded. Stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. And of course Beale Street. Yeah. yeah, there's I mean there's a lot of great musical history there. It's just oh yeah, watch where you go. Good ribs, <laughs> barbecue. I hear. Yeah, great barbecue. Yeah, rendezvous. Yeah, rendezvous overrated. Go, oh really? Yeah, go to barbecue shop. Barbecue anyway, shop. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll wow. We have totally gone way off the way First off the, tra- the rails. We talked about Elvis. Yeah, yeah, that's true, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, all right. What other conspiracies do we have that we can cover? Um, let's, let's think about uh, what else is. We there? got bas- backmasking. We got Nirvana. We got Elvis. We got. Uh, what else can we do? We got Ace Frehley. What about Paul is dead? Oh yeah. Well, that's kind of the first one, right? That's the first rock and roll conspiracy. Oh. Uh, Paul, Paul McCartney is dead. You know that one, don't you? No. Oh, all right. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you, we go. All right. Well, we're, we're going to school you. For you okay. All right. So the the rumor is around, which I don't have my facts in front of me, and I've had a few beers, but that at some point during the Beatles' history, Paul McCartney died. I think it was in a horrible auto accident, mm-hmm. and they replaced him with a different guy, and that the guy you see today as Paul McCartney is not really Paul McCartney. It's Billy Shears. They, is that was that was that the that name? was the guy? I know some people the, refer to Sergeant Pepper. Some people refer to him as Falls. Really? 
like faux. No, um, I've never heard of this. You've never heard the Paul? Okay. Like, they, and he died. When was he supposed to have died? Let supposedly? me just pull up Paul is dead. Because, and there's a lot of Paul fascinating stuff with this, too. Almost to where I think that, That's hard. that the Beatles kind of went along with the conspiracy so and had some fun with it. it. I, I'm just, yeah, that's... Because at that time, the Beatles were so popular that people would get their albums and they'd read so deeply into the lyrics and try to find, you know, Helter Skelter. Right. (laughs) Meaning and stuff. Oh, there's a lot of stuff. There's different, like, okay. The rumor is that he died in 1966 and was replaced by a lookalike. Oh, wow. That's early. Yeah. Sounded like, too, I guess. In September 69, American College students public published articles claiming that his supposed death can be found among the lyrics and artwork of Beatles recordings. So what you're saying is Wings is bullshit. Well, it's not Paul. Um, Clue hunting proved infectious and within a few weeks had become an international phenomenon. Rumors declined after a contemporary interview with McCartney was published in Life magazine in 69. Popular culture, culture continues to make occasional refer- references to the legend. McCartney himself poked fun at it with a 1993 live album titling it Paul is Live, <laughs> with the cover parroting clues allegedly on the cover of the Beatles' Abbey Road album. The, Be- the Abbey Road album alone is considered a clue. Let me right. see if I can find the whole detail yeah. on that because yeah, because there's a whole lot. There's, there's a, a lot, lot of stuff going story. on there. Yeah. All right, here. All right, the Abbey Road cover. It's with the Beatles crossing the right. crosswalk. Oh yeah. The rumor is that that's a funeral procession. Right. Really. Yes. And like Paul uh, and Paul McCartney. Almost said Paul Stanley. The Paul McCartney is the only one barefoot in the in the picture. Everyone else is wearing shoes. The rumor is because Paul's dead. Huh. And um, let me see if I can find all of this stuff because it's a. Uh, yeah, because you'd be buried without shoes in your casket, right? right. Um, it actually started with a DJ, it looks like. Damn DJs. Yeah. Um, clues. Okay. Hundreds of supposed clues to Paul McCartney's death have been reported by fans and followers. These include messages perceived when listening to a song being played backwards and symbolic interpretations of both lyrics and cover imagery. Um, one often cited example is the suggestion that the words, I buried Paul are spoken by John Lennon in the final section of the song Strawberry Fields Forever. <laughs> Lennon later explained that the words were actually cranberry sauce. <laughs> what? Another is, uh, is the... Inter- okay. okay. <laughs> Abbey Road is, symbolizes a funeral procession where Lennon dressed in white symbolizes the heavenly figure. Ringo Starr dressed in black symbolizes the undertaker. George Harrison in denim symbolizes the grave digger. And Paul McCartney barefoot and out of step with the others symbolizes the corpse. Hmm. Interesting, right? Yeah, it is. There's a lot of layers to this. Yeah. I mean, like it's wow. There's it. You know, some people really think that it's and like they're. Well, I'm I, starting to think. Well, I used know. to look at websites where they would like do facial comparisons and stuff with from photos of the fake Paul to the real Paul, and yeah. like they would find differences and stuff. And it was, you know, what pretty interesting. If he really did die in '66. Yeah. Then yeah, it's been so long now that people wouldn't question it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because right. the guy's been living the life for this right. many years. Like, I wasn't born until 78, so the Paul, like, you know, if somebody told me that's Paul McCartney, then... I can't believe you've never life. heard of this, Casey. That's like the first rock <laughs> yeah. conspiracy. Oh, yeah, wow. this is like the biggest one there is, is, is the Paul is Dead rumor. Well, you know, usually I, I, I study, like, conspiracies more non-music related. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We kind of yeah. gave you a challenge with this one. 
but let me try to pull up some of this stuff because there's a lot of cool stuff with this. You could uh, we should ready, we could do everybody. a whole Paul is dead is episode. <laughs> oh, is the world ending? Uh, little by little, <laughs> depending yeah. on who you believe, I guess. Okay, there's the the Beatles Bible website, so this has got a whole lot of stuff. November 9th, 1966. Paul McCartney stormed out of a session for the Sgt. Pepper album, got in his Austin Healey car, and subsequently crashed and died. Does it say where? Mm, United States. Probably or... Eng- probably England, because they recorded everything at Abbey Road. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Somewhat improbably, McCartney was said to have been replaced by a lookalike called variously William Shears Campbell or William Shepard. William Campbell allegedly became Billy Shears on Sgt. Pepper, while William Shepard was supposedly the inspiration behind the continuing story of Bungalow Bill. Hmm. In fact, the crash never happened. Between 6 and 19 of November 1966, McCartney and his girlfriend Jane Asher were on holiday traveling through France and Kenya. That's what they want you to think. (laughs) However, a couple of relevant incidents did take place. On December 26, 65, McCartney crashed his moped, resulting in a chipped tooth, seen in the videos for Paperback Rider and Rain, and a scar in his top lip, which he hid by growing a mustache. Beatles fans are crazier than Kiss fans if they're going that far with these details. Right. Um, oh, yeah, Beatles, Beatles fans are passionate. Man, you got to think, at that time, too, when there was, that's all there was, was the Beatles. You know, it was yeah. everything. I mean, if, if one of the members would have died at that time, it would have been definitely in their best interest to find right. a replacement totally. and go on. Like, um, yeah, there's. You know. there, I could be reading for two hours, but there's. But Casey's right. You know, uh, at yeah. that point in their career, they're so huge. If one of them does die, right, it's going to be pretty hard for them to be like, okay, this is Billy Shears, and he's going to be taking the place <sighs> yeah. of Paul McCartney, who died, and he was which, the heartthrob of the band right, too. Which mm-hmm. Paul was the cute one. Yeah, he was the one all the girls. You got to think, yeah. people didn't have. TV and like and cell phones and color TV. I mean, they had TV, but yeah. I mean, they didn't have the technology like today where everybody's right. so exposed. Yeah. You could pull it off yeah. better. You could back pull then. it off back then. Yeah, yeah. that you this is really now. cool. I'm glad y'all brought that oh, up, you, man. Yeah. You're gonna be going down a wormhole when you start reading. Yeah, about this. <laughs> this is awesome. Because I got, I, I think I went through like a week where it ruled my life. I mean, even my wife was like, "Would you stop reading about this shit?" <laughs> I was like, "I'm sorry, I, I gotta know." Because Aaron, Aaron knows how I am. I'm obsessive yeah. when it comes to a subject matter yeah well i mean this is like blowing my mind really oh like, yeah it'll yeah you'll you're gonna have fun to know that, that possibly the beatles that i've always thought i don't not, i don't especially think especially paul yeah i don't think it's real though i don't really no i think it's i think it was american fanatics think, taking things too far I, I think i think it's fascinating to think about but i i no i mean I, it's paul mccartney man come on the only thing, like I was saying, at that time, one, it would have been more easy to pull off, and two, they were kind of just getting started, I mean, or just getting, like, their feet under them, I, th- right. I think, and that would have been a bad time to have to say, oh, somebody died, you know, we, right? and um, I could definitely see them scrambling to find a replacement saying, hey, let's just pass this guy off as Paul. I should you know, do. Uh, he looks like him. He sounds right, like right. him. Right, I mean, be, if they could get away you know, with it, and he'd be like, "Hey, how do you feel about it? Do you want to become Paul McCartney?" Paul McCartney. Well, yeah, yeah, right. I do. Yeah, of course. When do yeah. where do I sign? Where do I start? You know. On the other hand, could somebody keep a secret that long? If it that de- would be if, hard. But if it depended on your well, your livelihood, 
Because okay, what if the, what if somehow the story but, broke? But today? by now it seems like he would have slipped up in an interview somewhere. Or that, that's my point. You know? but, Somebody would have yeah, said something right. by this point. But knowing full well that everything, the whole Beatles mystique and your career and how people treat you and Sir Paul and all that could be he got knighted. Like this, yeah, mm-hmm. I, that'd be a secret I could keep. If it meant every losing everything, it's possible. Yeah, but it's just there's a lot of people around you that have to keep that secret who right. have no skin in the game, right? And could make some serious dough off of that, exposing. That's them. why. Uh, that's Ringo. why we love conspiracies. Even man. staffers, <laughs> there's a lot of people that work for these bands. You yeah, know? and it, there's it's like you know it's, not the, it's the Occam's razor theory. The usually the most simple explanation is typically the right one yeah. even if you don't want to conspiracies are fun to ju- to to look into mm-hmm. and to to get into all the minutia of it because they're fascinating but most of the time it's the simple solution yeah right. you're right yeah you're that, right that's the truth but but i get tied up in them too and usually i'll i'll do my due gil- due diligence and, and really research right but yeah. i usually come back to nah the the real story's the right one you know like somebody you know we should dig up like some proven conspiracy like conspiracies that Oh, that, have proven that bared to be out. True, you know, yeah. the Gulf of Tonkin's about all you got. Uh, I don't know. About, I don't know what nine eleven conspiracy, right? And I think there's nothing proven on that, that one, bud. I mean, well, I guess there's no like concrete. Other than, but more, more other than massive negligence on the government part, I don't. That's well, about I've all you got. Never seen that the guy who's a demolition expert saying that the buildings around that was a controlled. I think building seven. I think building seven could have been a controlled demolition. Oh God, we're going to get into this now. And and then the the people that were told to stay home the day before. Yeah, I mean, you know, on and on. Um, It makes you wonder. And and, and if you think like you know, uh, well, they had a lot to gain. Like even if the government didn't do it by letting it happen, yeah, because that pretty much you know gave them, well, a big stamp gave them approval to go to war. With Iraq. To go to war. Yeah. Exactly. I almost wonder if you know, and it's if the conspiracy is true on that one, it's even scarier because it's it's, it's a it's, scary it's, world. It, because, well, <laughs> because I'm saying it's even worse because it's your own government rather right. than a foreign one coming after you. You know, well, the, uh, yeah, the, my own government scares me a lot more than the foreign governments usually, right? Because <laughs> yeah, aren't they completely the out for our best interest? Uh, what are you don't bother about? me them. They don't take my tax money, but you know. Oh, we're gonna turn into a political show now. No, oh. no, no, no. Uh, so, so <laughs> being that this is coming out right around Halloween time, Casey, is there anything in the world that we should know about? You got anything scary we can wrap up with today? Something um, we should probably all know that most of us maybe don't know. That you feel we should all like with just the world around us. The world around us. Um, you, you know, there's a lot. Um, you know, it's hard to like pinpoint like one thing. Um, I think the biggest thing that I have learned over, because uh, I like I, I'm a truth seeker, and I started. I've always been like you know have questioned things, but like the past year, I really started like. I stopped watching like TV and just started reading a lot. I mean, just like just that's all I would do was read and research stuff for hours. Um, like especially earlier on in this year, and um, you know, to to like I think I have found out in my opinion to know that our whole system, in my opinion, in this country, that like uh, 
the president, you know, I think they know who that's going to be like 20 years ahead of time. Yeah. And there's another conspiracy that's floating around right now that about the FEMA camps. You know, you said you want something scary. Um, you know, some people even say like there's Walmarts all around the, the country that are shutting down and they're using these buildings, these Walmart. They're, they're going to be uh, places that house people and keep keep people and if you think about it there's a walmart in every neighborhood super right. walmart they're big mm-hmm. you know they're, they're big enough uh, you know you you can look it up i know it sounds like crazy but um this is kind of like the jade helm thing that we uh, last the year. government there was like it was weird it's like about a year ago i read somewhere this was when Obama was still president. The government ordered, like, I think it was 60,000 guillotines, you know, the things that right. chop your head off. They got 30,000 stored in Montana and 30,000 of them stored in Georgia. Guillotines? Guillotines, yeah. Where you, you know, they chop the head off. Yeah, no. Uh, really. And these Alice things, and look, they're not yeah. like the old fashioned, like something you would picture, like, you know, back in the Middle Ages. These things, like, they look like a workout bench and it was made like they had some kind of company Chanel or something on the side of them. Like you can tell these things were expensive to make. These were like machines almost, you know? And so like, you know, it couldn't have been cheap to make 60,000 of these things. And you have, uh, you have document. Well, I mean, you can go on the internet and there's like tons of, there's actually pictures of it. And also all these disposable, like coffins, uh, caskets that uh, they're like uh, they look like porta potties, like when you stand them up. Yeah. And like if you lined a whole bunch of them up in a field, you would you would probably think they're porta potties. They're actually like disposable coffins and and caskets. And you know people are claiming that our own government is like you know doing all this for. You know, who knows what, you know, and, and I've heard things like, um, what do you call it? Homeland security, right? Right. That they have trained, uh, like clergy, like priests or whatever, or counselors. They're going to start like, um, in the event, um, there's going to be a disaster or whatever. They're going to come and separate like family members. And these people are going to be trained to come in and talk to you and calm you down and say, Hey, it's okay. You know, you're going to be reunited with your family, you know, next month. But right now we don't have enough room here for everybody. So, you know, mom's got to go here and you got to go there Wow. and right. And, um, and so these train, clergyman counselors by homeland security and you know what's interesting homeland security and walmart are like hand in hand together you can look that up too that's a fact um they are definitely connected and sam walton the guy who started walmart uh-huh. was also had uh ties to, to george bush senior who was uh he was also director of the cia Right. At one point, yeah, mm-hmm. and so it's just like when you start tying this together, and see, that's what I've started researching. Like, because I'm like, you know, I don't believe everything I read, right. you know, I try to be a, a realist, sure, but like when I start connecting dots, like some things are it's hard to ignore, you know. So, you know, I would just encourage people to just. 
you know, be more aware and just read more what's going on and don't just watch the news and and just take everything at face value, you know. You mean the news isn't telling right. me the truth? Fake news, ah. right. Yeah. But they're um, totally it's the truth of what they want you to know. They're giving but, uh, you both sides of the argument. You know, man. well, I guess what I'm trying to say is there, there's a conspiracy of depopulation. Depopulate the planet. There's the, something in Georgia called the Georgia Gods. I've been there. I've Have seen you? it. I've oh, seen yeah. them too. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, one of the. Uh, Made by the Rosicrucians. Well, they say it's funny. They, they say Turner. they don't know who Ted, made. Well, well, that was a theory. It was that the Rosicrucians put them up. And is it Rosicrucians? Does that have something to do with the bloodline of Christ? Yes. Yeah. And it, and Ted Turner is connected to the Rosicrucian. T- Ted Turner, who owns oh, CNN, okay. right. yeah, and owned owned the Braves for years. Um, hmm. But the the language in the Georgia Guidestones talks about population keeping control. the population yeah. of yeah. Earth under and 500 that's a, million. And, and that's right. a fact. Being perpetual balance. And that's nature. a that's yeah. a fact. And Ted Turner's talked about in in interviews. Yeah. Right. Talked about population control. Exactly. So it's a real thing. But then again, it's a bunch of stones sitting out somewhere in Georgia, though. I mean, does it really mean anything? I mean, I don't. Hey, when you go look right. at it. it means something no i've seen I've it never, yeah i've never it is to, wild uh, it is why i just wonder what the motivation is That's and all. isn't it written in like a bunch of different bunch languages, different languages. Yes. yes yeah so if you if say in the post-apocalyptic world you come across that you can translate somewhere it. right you be able to understand it yeah. right and but um, no, there are people that real <laughs> that have a real belief in that so yep there you go for halloween now if we can wow. depopulation you know that's if, that's if it scary. if it includes you know. getting rid of all one direction fans and maybe it's maybe it's uh, right uh, yeah hey you know who gets to choose or florida georgia line fans i could maybe get on board with that uh or just uh, or just the bands just themselves, the bands right? yeah. yeah the fans yeah. can the, the fans, fans can uh, be changed right well, yeah, it makes I'll, the always music say industry a no lot s- less competitive. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> here's the ten bands that are left. <laughs> are you talking about heavy metal jihad now? Or something? <laughs> heavy Holy metal shit! Jihad. No, I like to say there's no such thing as bad music or good music. Oh yes, right. we, we all have our likes, and you know. But like at the end of the day, it's just whatever people, you know. Uh, like to listen to, I guess you know. No, there's um, good music and bad music, and if you want to hear good music, listen to this show. Right, it's right. nothing to lose your heads over. Yeah, oh. but yeah, but the guillotine thing scares uh, the hell out of me. The yeah. but hopefully it's all just conspiracy theories, you know. And um, that's a scary one for sure. <laughs> hopefully, this y'all be doing this show five years, ten years. I hope now. so. Yeah. <laughs> if I still have a head to talk uh, with, I mean, I, I, I have a daughter who's eight, so I definitely, you know. I don't want the world to end. But what scares me more than anything is uh, disease. Like people talk about, like uh, like Ebola and things like that. Mm-hmm. Right. How can you fight against something you can't see? Like the plague wiped everybody. Well, that's out why the, the, the people that are freaked out about vaccinations, I think that's going to have real consequences. Yeah. Get your damn was- get your kids vaccinated. It's. Or or people say the vaccinations, the vaccinations actually have stuff in gonna, them. Yeah, I'm sorry. I got pe- I know I have family and friends that work in the medical field. It's get your fucking vaccinations. Well, you know what? <laughs> you know what's uh, crazy? The Illuminati has a symbol. Uh, one eye is one right. of their symbols, yeah. and I can pull it up. The I guess my phone guy. is over there. But there's a. I got a picture of it on my phone. I'll show you guys. But in Walgreens, there's a poster of like four kids. 
and like two girls and two boys and on one of the girls shirts on her collar is one eye and it's a vaccination promotion poster mm-hmm. and huh. i mean like what i don't know what I, the hell I, who I, wears a shirt with one eye on the collar uh, and it's promoting vaccination i still i think that's gonna there's gonna be dire consequences for people not vaccinating their kids i really think so yeah. but you know what blame your government for being so shady that people have to think that way right mm-hmm. But if our government wasn't so damn shady, we wouldn't have to question uh, all yeah. the things I'll tr- that they I'll do. I'll trust our medical industry. Yeah, I, I, oh yeah, the same guys that created opium problems for everybody. I'm not. I, I'm not right. disputing that. <laughs> all, all governments have self-interest. You yeah. know, I think worldwide, and, and I mean, some governments. I mean, you know, uh, are, are like really like North Korea and other places. Like it's crazy. Like if they come in your house and like say like. Kim Jong Young right now, who's their their leader. Right. It, you're supposed to at all times have his picture in your house, and if you even have too much dust on the picture, they can like send you to like a prison work. Dude's not even photogenic. Wow. I mean, why do we need that? Right, but that people have been sent to prison for oh, having yeah. too much dust on. Oh yeah, so well North Korea is a horrible place. Exactly. Isn't that yeah. crazy? Have you ever seen any of the North Korean uh, propaganda videos? I've seen the videos that they show the people showing what America is like. Yeah. It's all No, I haven't seen those. They'll show like video of like homeless people in Germany that are like starving on the street or whatever. And it'll and like their voiceover will show that they'll show that and they'll voiceover will say, This is a typical day in Los Angeles in America. And this is how everyone lives. Hmm. And they will feed them that type of information so they never break out of what the, of the bondage right. that they're right. in, and it's like homeless people. Yeah, it's like they show like the most dire circumstances from all over the world. They're like, here's Chicago, here's Nashville, and like, and it's and it's total bullshit. But they don't know any different, right? I suppose that makes they sense. make it well, look like we live I in a complete wasteland. Yeah, I don't want to leave this paradise that right. I'm they th- yeah to say, look how good you have it, and this, oh, this okay. God yeah. made it, that made it possible. Yeah, for why me. would you ever want to go to America when Dust they live picture. like this? Dust that picture, right. dust it now. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, well, like, what about the kid who, uh, he died, like, over there, he came back, he, he stole a sign from, like, a hotel or yeah. something? Yeah, he just wanted a and little they, piece of souvenir. Right, and then they said he... No, he acted like a shithead, but he didn't deserve what he got. You know, I mean, he was an idiot to do that. He shouldn't have right? done it, but right. then again, he shouldn't have died for it either. I mean, like they throw him in jail, and or then, shouldn't have even gone to prison. Well, they beat him it, so I mean. bad that they, they 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 released him, but he died of like a stroke within two days of getting home, right? Like because his because he was so he was beaten so badly and malnourished. Wow. That's what they're gonna say when they put our heads in the guillotines. We're at least that's we're a gonna release death, you. You know, You're now I'm all now. fucking depressed. Thanks, guys. <laughs> wow. Right. Well, it's not happening yet. Well, I hope not. Let's go trick or treating or something. <laughs> right. Let's let's get our let's get, get some candy. Let's get our kiss makeup on and go hit the streets for some candy. That's what that's what we'll do. We'll be kissed this year. Yeah. Right thanks. On. Well, thanks right for on. joining us, Casey. Anytime. Awesome.